And we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Monday. Uh, happy Monday. How's it going? Oh, hold on a second, girl. Okay. You can't hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can. Did you hear that in the background? No, I didn't hear it. Oh, well, good, girl. Oh. <laughs> stuff just kept going. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> hey. What's up, honey? Um, not too much. Before we get off into the pleasantries, do you want to tell the people what they were listening to? Yes, they were listening to one of my favorite tracks off of my husband's Curlin's album. It is called Humble Beginnings. If you have not heard it, go check it out. It is playable all the way through. It's a whole vibe, honey. Go check it out. Um, I'm sure he'll post the link in the description so you guys can go see. But it is, girl, it's my jam. I love it. I'm so excited for him. Yeah, it was really nice. That, that was really, really beautiful. Uh, I'm not typically one for instrumentals, but I really, really liked that. I enjoyed it. It was really nice. Thank you, girl. You know, wife insp inspiration, you know. Mm -hmm. love it love it love it yeah. how was your weekend girl it was phenomenal i got a chance to see my dad and um kick it with him on father's day it had been we seen him right after we moved into our house or whatever because him and um, my stepmom came up but um yeah we went to mississippi and kicked it with him it was it was lit like it was so I was like so excited to see him so that was dope oh that is super dope I wish I would have been able to see my dad but um I did have a good weekend nonetheless um good. celebrated Father's Day with my husband and just um took him out to brunch and spoiled him for a bit and cooked him a phenomenal Father's Day dinner and we just kicked back and watched movies and cuddled and it was like perfect. It was yeah. like a very just chill day, but it was perfect. That's dope. Oh, I love that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was really, really enjoyable. Oh my gosh. I would did not want the weekend to end. It was just a real, real, real nice time. So yeah. Good stuff. Um, but what's tea? What's what's been going on, child? Oh, child, so so much. Um, well, let me get this uh popped off, child, cause mm, I want to know: Do you believe in vetting? I was seeing somebody on social media. And they were talking about the vetting process and was saying that it was impossible to vet someone because people generally use their um, representative mm. before you get into a relationship. And I wanted to know your opinion on that. Um, I absolutely believe in vetting. I am a person who believes that you should see a person in all four seasons. I also am a fan of um, uh, shacking. 
if you will, um, <laughs> because I feel like a per people typically do show their representative, women included, you know, we're not excluded from that. Um, and it's easy for a person to temporarily pretend to be someone else for a few hours, the weekend or what have you. But I think over an extended period of time, you'll get to see them when they're stressed. You'll get to see them when they're angry, when they're upset, when things don't go their way. Um, so I absolutely think that there's a proper way to vet someone. I think mm -hmm. that seeing them in all four seasons is the key to that. Um, yeah, people will show up as their representative, but it's up to you to have discernment and to be able to um, kind of see through the BS. I think um, one of the main problems that I see with a lot of people as opposed to coming as your real self, uh, you'll come as your representative to get people to like you. And I don't think you get down to the meat and potatoes of a situation when you're coming in. Um, and I, I, I would even say, I'm not gonna say as a deficit, but it to me, like if you're coming into a situation as opposed to you trying to figure out if you actually like the person you're trying to make the person like you. And I think that's where a lot of us go wrong because mm. when you're busy trying to prove and prove and prove, um, I think you overlook a lot of things. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. In addition, I just, I, I think that, you know, some people are like master manipulators. I'm gonna tell you something. Some yes. people do this ish for a living. And of course, you know, a, a lay person or a person who just is taking a person at every at face value or taking a person's actions at face value may not immediately see through that. But that's why it's important to kind of stick around and see. I think that oftentimes we try to rush into something and literally you've only known this person for a hot second. Like I've never been one to rush into anything, relationships included. Um, mm -hmm. I want to take my time and get to know this person. And especially when, you know, we talk about like lifelong commitments to a person. I want to really be able to see you in your element and be sure because like I'm never getting a divorce and um, you know, I want to be sure that, you know, this is the right person and I'm making the right decision, not just being sure that this person is who they represented themselves to be, but also making sure that we mesh because just because a person is a good person and they're upfront and they're honest and they're all the things they presented themselves to be don't mean that you're necessarily going to be compatible with that person. Absolutely. And then I think a lot of people follow their butterflies, quote unquote, and you follow mm -hmm. the good feeling thinking that um, the relationship is going to be worthwhile. And it could be just for those few minutes where you caught a vibe and people catch vibes and lose vibes. And so right. I think a lot of people will tend to follow that and want to follow that full vibe out. And I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to follow the vibe, but you know there are different seasons to everybody you know what i'm saying everybody gets angry upset mm -hmm. um frustrated whatever but we you have to see like how people are um in those situations so i wholeheartedly agree but yeah i was i saw that somewhere and i was like what you mean you can't vet anybody like yeah what is, um, how, how does that go and then mm -hmm. when you say that you can't vet anybody and you get taken advantage of to me, it's kind of like wanting to put the responsibility off on somebody else. And 
you know, not take any responsibility for your, for yourself in those situations. Cause well, it, it, he, he presented like this and then he just took advantage of me. And then I just kept letting him because I was so caught up in everything. And I just, you know, he just kept taking advantage of me and I was the victim here. And I'm like, okay, at some point you do become complicit in that. What do you think about that? Um, no, I would agree. Well, wholeheartedly, like I, I agree. I, I do think that, um, at some point you're a willing participant in the foolishness and, and, and in that case, um, you can, you can't claim victim. Yeah, that's exactly where I am with it. But yeah, I, yeah. I just saw that and I was like, that's really, you can absolutely vet somebody to say that you can't vet somebody that is kind of like removing the onus. That's essentially saying, you know, if I, if someone is hoodwinking me, I have absolutely no control and, you know, exactly. I am, I won't take any responsibility. And to be completely honest, the brunt of the responsibility falls on that person that's being deceitful. However, you play a role in allowing yourself to be deceived. I mean, you can't literally know that someone is a tender swindler and then open up your checkbook and write them a check and be like, oh, I'm a victim. Like if you're mm -hmm. well aware of, you know, who this person is like, and you sign up to get scammed and to be schemed on, uh, you're a participant. You're not a victim in that case. That part, honey, that part. Um, everybody hit the like button, please. And throw your baby mamas in the chat. Girl, oh. did you see the emojis that I used? <laughs> no, not the baby mamas. No, 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 no. Yes, girl. Throw um, baby mamas in the chat. <laughs> you throw your baby mama in the chat. That's funny. I do have a question for you, though. What's that? So... I was seeing, and baby, this fool getting on my nerves. I ain't even gonna lie. But um, Saucy Santana, I saw where he was essentially stating that um, black women have gay men to thank for, um, you know, their essentially their personalities. That essentially, um, he said, uh, black women. Um, have gays to thank for you know who they are and their big personalities and all the things um he literally said this on stage and i wanted to know what your thoughts are about that do women are women emulating what they see gay men do and trying to be like the gay men or um you know trans men or you know drag queens or whatever you want to call it whatever Ooh. realm um these men fall into and i'm not sure what realm or what pronoun saucy uses but um would you say that black women are emulating the gays i would say um absolutely when it comes down to fashion and uh makeup um the gays generally set the trend and if you look at makeup at one point it was trying to enhance your natural look right and drag queens would do overly exaggerated makeup because that's what they were doing in drag or whatever right and you have women trying to emulate that have you ever heard of, well i'm sure you've heard of the term called uh rhymes with stag hag or whatever uh, yeah 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 i have okay um i think that they are influential over a culture um to a certain degree but now i'll say like not all of it um 
I don't think they've influenced every aspect of culture, but they've definitely influenced the slang because we generally end up using their slang. Um, with the clothing, um, a lot of designers, especially high-end designers, are um, homosexual. Um, and so are a lot of the clothing that a lot of people are into, especially black women, um, a lot of gay men design the fashion. So I, I, I do think that they do have a lot of influence over the culture. I do. Mm, um, I disagree. I mean, not, not that they're influential. I disagree. I don't think that black women are trying to emulate them. I think that they're emulating black women. I think that they present a exaggerated version of what black women are, almost a character like version of what black women are. Yeah. But I think that black women are the blueprint for everything that you see gay males do that literally you will see a white gay man and he's trying to sound like what, uh, uh, what a black woman is perceived to sound like. He's rolling his neck and rolling his eyes. All of those yeah. things have been inherent to who we are as women. Um, and I think that they do it in an over-exaggerated way. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that they have some influence, absolutely some influence, but I don't see them. I don't think that any thanks needs to be given to them. I don't see them as essentially creating the, the, the vision or creating the uh, image of what black women are today. Um, I, I think that they're influential. No, I would never take that away from them, but I don't think that, you know, black women are emulating them. I think they are an over-exaggerated version of what black women have presented themselves to be. I think I actually agree with that aspect too. Um, especially the, um, the caricature. I, I think that is, um, I think that's a really deep thing because they are an exaggerated version, but I think, do you, do you think that both parts um, take from each other? Oh yeah. Uh, they influence some things and of course black women influence them. But I think that um, when we talk about the influence that black women have, like literally everything that they do is modeled after black women. Um, you know, I think that they have their own flair and absolutely you brought up some good points too. Like the whole um, contouring of the faces of drag started with that, yeah. you know, the heavy, heavy makeup, almost looking like they're doing a drag show and some of the things. The lashes, even, the yes, brows. Yes, it, if, that, if absolutely. It's makeup, and they wanted the market on that. Yes, and like the BBLs with the super small, like what, like some of the 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 um some of the actual cosmetic surgery that we're seeing. I think that is trending from you know what we've seen um, gay males to pre present. So yeah, I definitely think they've influenced, but I just don't think that. Um, you know, all that black women are that we owe to, you know, gay males and like literally that we are as a group, you know, emulating them by the way that we present. I think that in some ways, yes. And I think that as of late, we're seeing an increased influence from gay males. I, I will absolutely agree to that. Um, UFO Kamikaze said, interesting because black men aren't influenced by studs. Um, I think that's a great point. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't expect black men to be influenced by, by studs, though. Oh, I wouldn't expect black men to be influenced by studs. Studs are emulating um, the behavior of black men. Men are, you know, supposed to be leaders and men are supposed to... Um, 
be, you know, independent thinkers and, you know, thought leaders and, and, and their own creatives. So I wouldn't expect them to be influenced by studs, but I do think that that's an interesting point that we as a group have been heavily influenced or have, you know, had at least a nice, decent amount of influence from the the male gay, the gay male community, mm-hmm. um, whereas there hasn't been, been, been influence on men per se from the studs. Um, typically women are going to be more impressionable. You know, that's why, that's why like products are marketed to women. Pro, you know, like these yeah, co- companies the study consumers. women and study our behaviors because they market things to us because we're more easily influenced. Absolutely. Oh Lord. Look at this, this damn B. Oh Lord. Shout mm. out to B. He says props to Danny for promoting this <laughs> project. <laughs> Glad y'all have gotten past the scandal <laughs> and appear stronger than ever. Can't help but think these words of encouragement and urging Danny to forgive and whether the storm had an impact. <laughs> B, you life. should be a life coach, a counselor. I want to thank you first and foremost for saving me and Curlin's marriage. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I didn't think we would be able to get past this, but. You said past the scandal. <laughs> Girl, bye. I'm not dealing with him tonight. I refuse. Thank you, V, with your crazy self. Shout out to Demetrius for your membership, Demetrius. Congratulations. Congrats, congrats. And shout out to Uncle Stu. Um, Uncle Stu, it is no thing but a chicken wing. You know, we support <laughs> those. You. you know, we like we like Uncle Stu. Yeah, girl. Um, there was something that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Now, this is probably gonna be a little controversial, Uh-oh. but hear me out. So I was watching um this this lady um called Real Talk with Yanni and she was talking about the p diddy and young miami situation and i was sitting there and it was like she was saying that young miami was getting used by p diddy and i'm like how is young miami getting used by p diddy if p diddy is the one with all the resources um they were saying that he was using her for her youth and using her to promote to younger the younger generation to keep himself relevant um he was using um her youth and you know like a 250,000 shopping spree isn't any is nothing to a billionaire it's just a tax write off um you know look at the previous examples from him managing like making the band and this that and the third and i was sitting there and i was kind of in disbelief because i was like if she's a girl young miami was on the show she had did her first interview with diddy on revolt tv where her podcast is yeah and she was telling diddy you know you oh you look good you know like hey and everybody was like oh my gosh it's so cringy and where's her self-respect and you know and i was sitting there and i'm like if there was ever a sugar baby to sugar baby um honey with diddy that was supposed to be it what do you think about that um i think that i find that to be interesting first of all like i thought like i 
Young Miami is making money. She's popular. She's a city girl. But I don't see her as this top-notch chick that is, you know, poised and has decorum. And ha like, I see her as a city girl. Like, I feel like Diddy is a come up for her. Like, literally, you went from um, a producer with tats on every part of his body, probably including his phallus and you know like to like diddy i feel like what what could um what the hell was her baby daddy name i can't even think of his name Q's, no when qc sometime a -O -A or something uh, I, whatever his name was like i, I don't I, what 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 position could he put her in like i feel like diddy is a major come up for her like i feel like she has moved leaps and bounds by dealing with diddy i think that she should be smart she should be strategic and you know she shouldn't get caught up because she knows what type of games diddy plays i think that even as it relates to business dealings that she should absolutely be strategic and make sure that she is covered and that she is going to benefit her but right. i see diddy as a major upgrade i was sitting there and i'm like you really think that diddy has to use young miami when he can make a young miami right what are right. you talking about and i'm yeah. like um you know being that she's uh signed up for deals with him you know now i, I would tell anybody to be cautious because you know, Sean does not have the best reputation as it comes down to business. He does not. But, um, oh, okay, it was Southside. That was his name. Thank oh, you, okay. uh, Nick Tao. Um, but I was sitting there, I'm like, she is not in a losing position at all. Now, she would be in a, a losing position if she signed over all her royalties and um the right to use her voice and the right to release her records or whatever she'd be an idiot for that um but if she's had any good sense and she's been paying attention and i hope she has then um hopefully she has some type of business acumen about herself to not sign over um her whole entire life um just to be put on yeah but uh, the, the things that i was hearing from the women like Oh, you know, um, $250,000 isn't anything, you know, what about her self-respect? And I'm like, what self-respect does she hit? Like, what the f You would have thought, he, now I would say that Diddy was on the show talking to her like he would talk to, um, your everyday hood rat. Okay. And I've had men kind of do these things like where they call you the N word or, um, they kind of talking real sporty to you and he was talking um, sporty to her, but it was just like, like this old, dude. you know, he feels like he has to do things to get his swag on. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nobody buys it. You know, we know we, we ain't heard the stories, Diddy. We heard. Um, but she was doing to me, like if she was saying, Oh, you look good or, um, all this, this, that in the third, I was like, that's what she was supposed to do. She was supposed to flatter his ego. Like he's a, she's a sugar baby. I what mean, are you talking about. I yeah, I feel like I, I, I watched most of the interview. I felt like she, there was banter between them. It was a playful banter between them. Um, I don't feel like he was playing her, but he was letting her know, like, I'm single. He reiterated that multiple times and kind of what his stance was. But I felt like she was kind of like letting him know, like, I felt like she was kind of 
able to speak to him in a way publicly that we haven't seen other women speak to Diddy. Um, mm. I feel like she will be quite a challenge for him. Um, I just thought that it was fun, playful banter. I didn't take it that serious. I'm not saying anything about her self-respect. She hasn't positioned herself as the most self-respecting person, period. Like you had, I mean, come on, like stop playing. <laughs> yeah, I, but the, like the money and stuff, and I'm like, okay, uh, $250,000 in clothes and gifts is still $250,000 in clothes and gifts. Now, it, you know, hopefully she's being smart about it and, and also getting him to invest in properties and things that are going to increase with value, uh, valuable assets for her. But if she's buying the right type of bags and shoes and stuff, that stuff also appreciates with value, especially if you're getting vintage. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really, really interesting. I was like, that part broke her. Um, yeah. Hmm. Like the networking opportunities. And I'm going to tell you something like even dealing with a Diddy, like off the top of my head, I can't name you one city girl song. But even dealing with the Diddy, that is going to put her name alone in rooms that she don't even have to step foot in, that it yes. wouldn't have been mentioned in. Like, I feel like that gives her a level of access that she otherwise would not have had. Like, they try, they're not looking at how this relationship possibly potentially can benefit her. Um, they looking at it like he needs her. I think Diddy doing good with or without Miami. You think? Uh, when I was like, well, he's using her to uh, make sure Revolt TV is popping. And I'm like, oh do you know who, are you really giving Sean his credit? Like, and don't get me, don't get me wrong. I'm not the biggest fan of his personal life at all. Not the biggest of his personal life. But if you will sit here and say that this man has not produced megastars, you are out of your damn mind. You don't think he could do that without Young Miami? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, people be just reaching. I mean, come on. Like, uh, yeah, people be reaching. I think that the relationship can absolutely be beneficial to her. She, you know, says she she's putting on the, I don't know if she's putting on the front or what, but she indicates that she isn't concerned about being caught up, that she don't desire marriage, that she just having a good time. She here for a short time, not a long, a good time, not a long time, and she cool with it. So, you know, the whether or not she gets caught up, that remains to be seen. But in comparison to who her children are with and who she's been linked to as of late, um, Diddy is, a, is definitely leveling up. Oh, my God. Who has better wigs, her or Diddy? I'm going to say her. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> no, no. You know, because uh, Diddy got that shmoney, honey. I was like, she ain't losing in this situation at all. Like... Yeah, it's lost proof. Uh, the fact that he's on his way to becoming a billionaire and he steady uh, has things popping and he's able to promote um, his products and um, all that good stuff. Diddy ain't going nowhere no time soon. And I, I just thought it was so crazy. I was like, y'all really think Diddy needs young yeah, Miami? Girl. And it was like, well, um, they were talking about how the girls end up being washed up and used and abused and the whole thing to me is i think when you end up washed up and used and abused is because you keep messing around in the same circle of men and if you're an industry pass around then that's what makes you washed up but just but who washed you... up used and abu abused 
Um, like Danity Kane, maybe. Oh, I mean, yeah, they, like his groups. We know how he is in business, and I think it would behoove her to make sure that she has as that she was strategic as it relates to her business dealings with him. But just on on you know on a personal level, not on a business level, I don't see this as a bad thing for her. I think for Diddy to be like, I'm gonna give you an exclusive interview. I'm gonna talk about how I felt about the passing of my longtime love. And I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna give you an exclusive, but this has to benefit me too. It'll benefit you. You know, you'll have your podcast. Yada yada yada. I don't know what type of deal she made with him as it relates to you know how the payments will go. But he was like, okay, this got to benefit me too. Um, yeah. I would hope that she was has enough sense to make sure that it was structured to where it works out in her favor. But um, yeah, I mean, we don't know the the, the intimate details of, or the the details of their contract, and I think people just baby they they hating from the sidelines. Child, that part. Well, do you have anything else? I do. So um, we know about Kevin and Drika. I think we talked about that briefly. I saw where he was on stage and he was flat out disrespecting his still wife, um, calling her out of her name. B, you knew what I was when you met me, yada, yada, yada. And I want to know from you, like, how far is too far to go, especially with somebody who you're married to? Um, I don't know. I operate real differently. I, I'll, I'll let you answer and then I'll respond. Um, the disrespecting your the child, the woman that you chose to have children with out on a public platform, out, out, out loud, um, says a whole lot, but um, to me, this is the kind of character that Kevin has exuded and continues to exude i'm not surprised i'm not surprised one bit but um yeah i, I to me it's, it's a no for me um you chose to have children with this woman at one point y'all was deeply deeply in love um you was parading her around y'all was cool whatever whatever and i can understand that things change but to me when you run to social media with your problems and especially when you're calling people out their name it shows that that person hurts you like you need to go heal like they got right. your ass they got you good um if you're responding like that to you know what whatever messaging like they got you you got to go get that together. That's I agree. Nice. And I feel like like there's certain lines that I would not cross with like I, I don't have like horrible <laughs> breakups though. Like I my breakups have been fairly decent. Like I have been amicable. Like we were able to be friendly afterwards. But nonetheless, if I loved you at one point, like I'm not gonna publicly denigrate you, dis especially, you know, we have children together. Like if then and I like I took vows with you, you've been in my corner, you done multiple bids with me and you know you was homeless with me we came up from nothing together i'm just not gonna disrespect you in that way but we talked about kevin gates previously like a dude that'll kick a chick in her face is the type of dude that i ain't even gonna deal with but, but you know how they have like the corny d-boy swag where they laughing and giggling in yeah man you didn't even fuck this bitch in yeah. yeah like i don't see anything appealing about the guy when girls was like oh my god kevin gates 
I was like, child. Oh, uh, yeah. I never found anything appealing about him either. Like that, that like ruthless disrespect is a very bad turnoff to me. Like yes. those type of men, I, I like, oof, like it's a turnoff to me. It's a no for me every time. But that I just part. find him to be, you know, just especially disgusting because like that girl is like, and, you know, she's Zen and she, you know, burning incense and gardening. And you want to, you know, and the worst part about it is all the horrible things he's done to her like admitted to spending a bag bags on chicks and having accounts with women you know where he was had women that had women had access to did all these things and allegedly she cheated with a female tr um trainer of hers and baby he can't take it yeah I, I think that that stuff is ridiculous um but now this is a thing too that I think a lot of people will say oh my gosh you know Drika's perfect or Drika doesn't do anything um we don't know anything we all we know is stuff that we've heard from his side right we haven't heard anything from her and so it does make her look like the victim or it makes him look more villainous in this situation because he is speaking out and in the manner that he's speaking out um, it does make him um, look like the villain and it makes her look like she's not doing anything because she is like incense in her zen and she ain't responding to everything. It does. Yeah, I don't see like her as perfect in no guy. way, shape, or form. But I think that literally we only know his side. But he, these are admissions from him regarding so the true. dirt that he was doing. Like it, it, he's essentially throwing her under the bus by saying she cheated and this, that, and the other. But I think that she has been more poised, and she doesn't have the background that he has, or or the the, the you know the public. Um, she hasn't done some of the things publicly that he's done. So I think that she is viewed in a different light. But me personally, I know that nobody is perfect and we don't know what happens behind closed doors. Nonetheless, I just feel like I'm just, I mean, like whatever beef I got with you is with you. Like to come out on stage publicly disrespecting you, you have, you know, my children, my young children. Um, and I don't, you know, that type of energy is just unnecessary. I'm still going to have to communicate with you because I need to see my children. And I just, you know, think that, you know, certain things are uncalled for. Absolutely. Um, everybody has been talking about this Dallas mixer, honey. Have you heard about it? Uh-oh, sorry. I don't think so. Girl, so there was a singles mixer in Dallas, and initially the place was packed with women only. The women who, uh, the boss chick showed up, the city girl showed mm -hmm. up, all the chicks, the, all the independent women showed up and the men weren't there. They weren't checking for them or, you know, and, and when they came, they was late and it still wasn't like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And plus it was uh, different races of women there. And I thought it was so interesting because the message is, ooh, F relationships, relationships ain't shit. Oh, I'm single. I don't have to put up with anybody. I ain't got to smell nobody's funky breath in the morning. I ain't got to wash the dishes. I ain't got to cook and clean for nobody mm -hmm. but me. And then they showed up, girl, showed up looking ready to mingle. Girl, it was a mess. I was like, damn, not the city girls uh, looking to date. What's good? Right, right. Um, that's a good point. I didn't see that at all. Um, 
but I have seen the girls um, in a tizzy about, you know, how dating does not benefit women and dating, marriage and relationships and how you're a fool to enter into a relationship with a man because it doesn't benefit women. And they looking for maids and they want somebody to be their mama and clean their drawers and, you know, uh, wash the dishes and go 50 50 with them. And, you know, I've been seeing a lot of women that are that are upset regarding that and claiming that they are not participating in dating as a result but clearly that ain't the case it's really really interesting to me because um earlier today i saw a lady that was saying that she ain't dating um she ain't got to worry about going through nobody's phone she ain't got to worry about doing this that and the third and it still kind of brings me back to the factor that a lot of women are fucking lazy as hell and i'm like okay um lazy and antisocial. shout out to obsidian um obsidian predicted a lot of these things a mm -hmm. few years ago and you know actually said it out loud like a, a lot of a few years ago um about how antisocial these women were and then when you look at the stuff online and see how women have denigrated um kevin when he passed away or seeing how women have not been in support of men who's dated interracially um they've been in opposition to men on a lot of issues and out loud bold and proud and so it's like are you really looking for black men that you really think that the black men want to date y'all like that the guys who can get women are going to get women and y'all gonna go a lot of y'all gonna go every time and then you have the the rest of the guys and they're looking at you like for what why would i want to put, put up with the headache you know what i mean yeah um and and i mean i, I don't know like I don't know if I blame them. I, I really and truly don't. I know like we are seeing certain things come to fruition and it does like I, I would not have five years ago. I was fighting hard for the girls. I was like, no, Listen. women want marriage. Women are not, you know, doing the things that you guys are alleging. There's no way, yada, yada, yada. And I see proof each and every day of what men are alleging of what they say that they're encountering. I'm like, damn. I was wrong. I had, I stuck my foot all in my mouth. Yeah, I, I really, really, really thought that that was interesting. I was like, well, you know, uh, these are the same um, the same women that that say that they don't want to date and they boss chicks where they've allowed uh, other groups of women or certain group of women to represent them. And so now you looking for the men to date and the men like, hell no, nah, for what? They a lot of men are like they don't want the problems. I, I I agree. Um, uh, yeah, that is is kind of weird. Someone said uh, in the chat that you know don't don't push that narrative that there the women women who showed up to the event are women who are interested in dating. I mean, clearly those women were interested in dating on some level. Um, but uh, I think Danny brought out a good point that essentially the group that represents us as a whole are saying no to dating, are saying F black men, are saying they want nothing to do with brothers and they're opting out of the dating. And I think that a lot of men are receiving that message and they're like, okay, got you. We, we opting out too. 
Yeah. Um, when you see everything that's going on on social media, you may not think that these conversations are influential or they don't have any impact at all, but they do. Um, when you get, when you look on the internet and you see black women dogging black men, or you see the black men dogging black women, everybody has a problem with it. Everybody has a problem with it from the opposite side because nobody wants to feel like shit. Yep. Um, but if you are allowing um, women that don't represent you to represent a stance that you may not hold, then you need to start speaking up and talking for yourself. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You got to be vocal about it. You don't get to sit back. And I know that the sisterhood is a force to be reckoned with when you come up against the baby. Do we know? Mm. However, despite that, you do have to be vocal. If you feel differently, you know, don't allow someone to, you know, be your voice. Don't allow someone to um, represent. Don't allow someone with the message that opposes yours to represent you. That's exactly my point. Um, but girl, do you have anything else, honey? No, that's essentially it. Um, that's it. That's it. Pretty much. We can jump on off into this topic of black women with baby daddy issues, or excuse me, with daddy issues. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about it. So, um, do you want to introduce the topic? I'll read the super chat and you bring us in. Shout out to okay. MGTOW Universe. He says the bottom 80% aren't going to show up only to get rejected for dumb reasons oh you ain't got no gucci shoes on ew <laughs> mm. listen and i know uh, clearly that that seems to be the consensus amongst men but um we're gonna talk about black women with daddy issues like we see a lot of black women and black women who are actually on this very platform that have admitted their disdain for black men uh starting with their own dads started like literally been vocal about the fact that every black man that they've encountered has essentially let them down in one way or another. And then there are women who haven't been vocal about it, but it's pretty apparent from their behavior and the messaging that they push that they clearly have some daddy issues. Um, interestingly clearly. enough, um, Atari did a stream on yesterday where um yesterday which was father's day uh it was a father's day stream um she was saying happy father's day sisters she said happy father's day to black women um she said we don't walk out on our kids essentially asserting that black men do and you know she was wishing black mothers a happy father's day because they stay present and they are the ones who are essentially parenting on both fronts so you know she wished black women a happy father's day um and we are going to do a deep dive off into some of the commentary and um do a review of of, of some of this of some of this uh foolishness if you um, will um when yeah. i say it was an entire mess it was an entire mess and you know um y'all y'all gonna have to see it it was uh it was kind of sad to watch um because mm. i i think like sometimes the way we criticize things kind of let you know where we're what we've lacked in real life or in real time and that was really interesting that 
show that she did yesterday was more telling than anything and you know atari is probably not one of my favorite people on, on youtube or whatever um because she has uh come for me quite a few times but um you know i i, I looked at that stream yesterday and i was like this it this represents um a lot of women who have this thought process and is really asking like what is the benefit of men um she feels that women are strong enough to do any and everything on their own basically uh men need to be used as uh masturbation vessels um and their wallets and then they could be gone or they can do whatever and i was it, it like i said it, it saddened me more so than anything um because i did grow up with a father figure in my home um you know i live with my mom and my grandmother and um my father my real father i never lived with my real father but me and my real father do have a relationship and my real father was financially um supportive um and no and he not just financially my father was supportive of me um while i was in school and everything and still is so i i wanted to kind of take a deep dive off into that to kind of show y'all some stuff and to have a good discussion about it yeah, absolutely and that's exactly what we're going to do i personally um initially i was like dang this is kind of sad and then you know a large part of me feels as though you know atari is a troll and she's going to gaslight and manipulate and you know whatever she could do to find something that will be of interest so you know i i quit my empathy quickly faded and i was able to just kind of uh, assess the talking points from a different point of view um because i mean i can't feel sorry for somebody that's damn near 40 years old that has that type of mindset but you guys will get an example or you'll got you guys will get to examine it with us and see exactly what i'm referring to absolutely um shout out to MGTOW universe again he says wishes happy father's day for women but lies to men about having kids till he's emotionally committed that freaking part um MGTOW universe i'm kind of glad that i was not the only one who saw that um that was really uh scary MGTOW universe really scary. on it baby Let, listen um I, I'm not I'm not excusing her like I'm not excusing her. I feel like she'll do anything for uh, clicks and views like that's not an excuse. That's that's very telling of one's character, literally, and of their moral compass, uh, their non-existent moral compass. If you're willing to do anything for views, that's a very dangerous mindset and a very shady mindset that you should steer clear of. I don't get down with people who uh, your soul is for sale, that you will literally do anything to make a buck, to get a like, to get attention. Like I, you know, all attention ain't good attention, but she doesn't see that. Um, I'm not at all in any form excusing her. The empathy, like I said, that I had was kind of like, damn, that's sad that somebody really feels like this and that their mindset is like this. And like I said, that evaporated very quickly within a matter of minutes and I was like this this chick so yeah yeah well we're getting ready to share it and um yeah I, I like I said I thought it was very interesting of course we're probably not gonna play the whole thing but um just some stuff that I saw um in the beginning that I was like are you are you freaking kidding me 
And um, yeah, that's where I was with it. So, uh oh, let me get the sharing, share, share screen, Chrome, bam, share. Okay, and let's put that on theater mode. Um, Concrete, are you ready? I am. Let's go. Are we live? Are we live? I think we're live. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Happy Father's Day to all the beautiful, beautiful Black queens out there. I just thought that it would be extremely disrespectful for us not to acknowledge the Black um, queens that are raising the children in the Black community. So this is a special day that's set aside for um, women who are fathers, right, and mothers. Women who are basically doing both. And I just wanted to shout y'all out. Now I did stay up pretty late. So this is going to sort of kind of be a easy, slow live. It ain't going to be too hype, but I do want to shout out um, black mothers today, right? Um, a lot of times uh, black women are doing the role of both parties they're doing the role of father and they're doing the role of mother so therefore i believe that mothers the black mothers, should most definitely get to enjoy two holidays right and it, today is juneteenth as well so happy juneteenth to everybody as well so um yeah so that's basically what i wanted to say about the mothers um i'm sure no woman set out to be a single mother i'm sure um everyone thought that they were going to live happily ever after with the guy that they wind up um giving the gift of life to um I'm sure everyone thought that they were going to wind up being happily married to the man that they gave a child to. But unfortunately, a lot of times it didn't happen like that. Not only did um, the guy basically abandon the child, um, you know, he abandoned you as well after you, you know, went through nine whole months of carrying Oh, child. Already. I know. Already, child. Already. First, I want you guys to take a look at this thumbnail. And let's read this thumbnail. Are black fathers needed? Spanking children, screaming at kids, being mean to mom. Child. And she's saying that this is your regular, average, everyday relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is what happens in most homes. Yeah, and that, that's representative of, of the black men that are in the homes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I totally, totally, totally disagree with that. I, I saw so many problems with that. And I was like, you, first of all, relationships take two. 
So if you're saying that a guy abandoned you after you had his children, like I would really, really want to know like the context of like what's abandoning if you say get get out my house and then like if and this is what I know. If you have kids with somebody that really messed with you and that really loved you and cared about you, nine times out of 10, they're going to take care of those kids. Nine times out of 10. I don't see a whole lot of relationships to where the parents were really together and the person says, F the kids, I ain't dealing with the kids no more. Now, what I do see a lot of is in these fuck buddy relationships, these situationships, I see a lot of people get together and the woman has the baby. She knows the man didn't want the baby. She continues to go and have the baby anyway, and then proceeds to play games when he's moved on because he was there for a good time, not a long time. And I don't see women necessarily take any accountability for um, those fuck buddy relationships that a lot of kids result from. What do you think? So, you know, um, I think that she is painting a picture of black men that aligns with white supremacy. Um, I'll say that first, that they are, you know, um, they abandon the children, that they are um, abusive, that they are volatile. I think that that is the picture that she's painting and it aligns quite well with white supremacist talking points. So, you know, that, that speaks for itself. Um, I think that just, I just see so many problems with her messaging from just the inception of the stream, wishing happy Father's Day to mothers. Like a woman literally does not have the capacity to serve as father. Yes, yes. you could be on double duty if you're a single mother and you're doing it all on your own without the help of a partner, but you can't serve as a father. You're just a mother who's having to take on the full load and full responsibility for raising your children. That does not make you a father. You do not get to celebrate Father's Day. You don't have sperm. You cannot be a father. You don't have a, a, a you know, I, yeah, I just find it so problematic just from the inception, from the time she opened her mouth. But um, I, I also find it interesting that a woman who alleges that her children were born in the union of a marriage has this much smoke for um, men and, you know, black men and saying that they're ha talking about how they abandoned their children and the like. Uh -oh. When you allege that you're, you were a wife and you're a widow, so you had a completely different story, yet you have smoke for black men and you are like rolling with this narrative of black men being ain't ish but that wasn't your story right sis you had a no. whole husband who re helped raise y'all children together like what's what's tea okay mm. shout out to mr man of tomorrow mot what's up he says he won't kneel before female zed he left a translation he abandoned me um, you know, mm. they won't, this is the thing. And then, so most, most times men don't leave. It takes a lot for a man to leave. Most times men now, not to say the men won't cheat on your ass. Most men will cheat on your ass and stay. But a, a lot of times it takes a man a hard time to leave. Like men don't generally abandon women unless it's somebody that he wasn't really messing with like that in the first place. 
But I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah. Um, I- shout out to Nick Tal Javon. He says women marched, fought for the right to be single moms. Um, oh, Nick Tal, that's an interesting. Let me just say this. I, I, I think that it's absolutely deplorable to abandon your own child for a multitude of reasons. I think that like there is a narrative that we've heard and I haven't looked up the statistics, so I can't verify. I can't. Allegedly, there are statistics that show that black women are abusive to black children. That uh-uh. in and of itself is a reason why I, as a man, wouldn't leave my seed and just not have anything to do with the child. And in addition to it's not fair to the child, I would want to be a um, you know staple in my child's life and make sure that I could positively impact my child's life. So I'm never riding for someone abandoning their children, but I, and, and, and just talking from a you know nuanced perspective, that's not the that's not what I typically see. That's not what I see, um, you know, from the, the the countless women that I know. That's not what I don't see a lot of abandonment. I've seen it. No, I'm not gonna front. I've seen it, but it's not the it's not the norm from what I've seen. Um, and I'm not gonna paint the picture as if it is. Um, I find that to be problematic. Shout out to Nick Tal Javon again. He says women want all the glory and praise of being able to say. I raised these kids all by myself. I ain't need none of you motherfuckers. I had money and resources and I was getting my bills and paid and I was doing what I had to do. I was sugar babying on the side to help feed my daughter. If you raise those kids by yourself, you deserve a kudos, but you still don't get to celebrate Father's Day. You a mother. You are a mother. There's but, you don't qualify to to be a father because you you know had the brunt. Uh, you you know you raise your children by yourself. That doesn't qualify you to be a dad. Um. Then it was interesting to me because it was like all our black fathers needed in the home. So then when you look at the statistics on that and you see what the incarcer- incarceration rate is for the people that were raised by single mothers that are uh, that have infested the prison system. Um, that's a lot to be said, too. And not to say, you know, I buy into America's justice system because I don't. But the majority of um men in the justice system are from single parent households that's a lot um the lowest education rates generally come from single households like it's mm. let me continue playing mm-hmm. it's flesh and blood and yeah so i just feel like um Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for sticking it out um, for the full entire 18 years. You know, you'd never walked out on your children. You never turned your back on your children. Um, you, it's just really, really dope. And people act like Black mothers are not allowed to give up. Right. They act like black mothers don't have the same option as black fathers have, like as far as to leave their children. um, I know I've heard at the fire station or basically just leave their children at the hospital or drop their kids off at a relative house or leave their kids with their daddy or whatever the case may be. Black women have that option, just like the black men have that option to walk out abandoned and leave their children. But for some reason, 
for some beautiful reason, um, it's just hard for women to do and they don't even want to do it. Right. Even if they have to do it themselves, even if they even if people turn their backs on um I mean, even if people get online and bash them for having a child, right? <laughs> even if people get on get on here and bash them for just the silliest reasons, they still say, I'm not going to be like your dad and I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you. You will have a biological parent that you see every day that you wake up. You will have a biological parent that you see before you go to bed at night. I will be there for you the whole entire 18 years, right? Um. And I just want to say shout out to the women for that. That is amazing. Um, and it's not easy to do because especially when you see their fathers or you see um, other women giving up or you see um, people with help and stuff like that. Their dad is out there living his best life, probably taking care of another woman and her children and ain't even thinking about you and your kids. So therefore, I just want to say we still do it. Like, it's so dope. Women are so dope. OK, y'all, I'm going to get to some of the comments. Good morning. Happy uh, Father's Day to all the women. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> we I'm going to read the super chat. Shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He says, if there, there's a perfect example of son, husband, and weak-minded tendencies, it would be Kevin Durant. I am a GSW fan for life, but that was a weak move. Um... Ooh, I don't know about the Kevin Durant. Situation. Yeah, me, I, I don't know either. Um, I do want to say, like, my messaging isn't like I, I absolutely think that women who do it by themselves deserve kudos. Like, nobody is saying that. Like, my argument or my problem with her argument is that they should be celebrated. They get well, they get to be celebrated on Mother's Day and Father's Day. That they, you know, that they should be wished a happy Father's Day because they they serve double time. Um, I disagree with that. I don't, but I also don't think that fathers who are absent should be celebrating and should be celebrated either. But um, yeah absolutely parenting is hard like i'm going to tell you that parenting with someone is hard i can't imagine how difficult it is to just simply parent with no help at all but um i i and and i you know kudos hats off to those who do it completely by themselves but i can't even i can't imagine even telling someone happy telling a woman who i know raised her children alone happy father's day like, have, have you ever said that? To, have you ever heard anyone say that to, like, in, re, in real life, not just on I, the internet? I, I've had somebody uh, wish me a happy father, a happy Mother's Day on Father's Day, and I had to correct them because I'm like, um, you know, I think that most women are going to feel like the man should do more or could do more. But, you know, there I think there's always the responsibility of being accountable for your choices in whatever matter that you chose to engage in, you could have stopped a man. If you didn't want to have a baby, you have all the options to stop yourself from having a baby. You have every right to do whatever you want to do with your body. 
I just yeah. don't like when when they did that. I was like, you know, no, um, that's you could wish my son's father a happy Father's Day, um, because he isn't derelict, um, in his duties to help raise my son. But right. I also made a choice and chose him when I allowed that to happen. When I allowed him to make me a mother, I did make mm -hmm. that choice. I was awake. I was conscious. Um. Yeah, so that's why now she did. It. She did say that women have the choice to 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 abandon ship, and I think that women do. I do believe that women face harsher punishment. Um, women do have the choice to abandon ship, and some do, um, but many don't. Um, and I, you know, I agree with that, and that's why I think acknowledgement should be made. Do you know have an extra special Mother's Day because you put in such hard work? You, you know, you should be acknowledged, but I don't. I just I disagree with the Father's Day celebration. Right. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe again. Thank you so much. He says Kevin Durant is, or at least was, always around his mother. When he won his first chip, guess who was front and center? His mother? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't see I nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I mean, who else was supposed to be there? What, what do I know? But I don't see nothing wrong with it. Okay. I'm going to continue to play. Sure don't. I appreciate this. Single mothers need this. Hey, good morning, Atari. What's up? What's up? Make it happen. Shay Shay. 80s baby in the building. Okay, y'all. So, um, yeah, so I just want to give that little um, tribute to the moms and um, just let y'all know that y'all are appreciated no matter who get online and talk crap about you. No matter who try to make it seem like you a horrible person, you doing a darn thing. Thing. You know something that you don't have to do. You could be a coward and walk out um, on your children. You could be that coward. You could be the woman who takes that baby and drops it off at CPS or something like that. But you said, no, I don't care how I struggle. I don't care how many times I got to, um, you know, how, how many college degrees I have to get. I don't care what jobs I have to be turned down from or what business I have to start or what um, Section 8 line I have to stand in or food stamp line I have to stand in and embarrass myself to feed the child. Because a lot of times if women are doing that, it's because the father refuses to help. <clears throat> What's up, Voodoo Edits? Hey, Koja. Sue Bone in the building. What's up? <laughs> this is a dumb stream stopping. Why is it dumb, Sue Bone? Be nice. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think that um people are getting it sadly mistaken because women definitely have the women definitely have the opportunity to leave their children and walk out on their children and um go work a job and just send their kids uh what how much child support what twenty dollars a week or something like that women have that same option but no they want to be there for their children and i think it's super 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 dope and i think that black women definitely deserve both of these holidays for themselves because it ain't easy right um this is uh definitely going to be open panel i think i have the um the link pinned and also um yeah, so shout out to the mamas that's there. Now I had a couple of questions. I wanted to know, right? Because I hear, like, I've been hearing this a lot, right? Because you got girls like Beyonce, you got women like, um, just a couple of women, right? They all are like, okay, yeah, I grew up with the dad um, in the home and I turned out great, right? But then when you dive deep into it, it's like, um, he, I, I never felt like I was good enough for him, right? I never felt like, um, you know, anything I did was good enough, right? And basically, my thing is, I feel like our, what, my question is, if anybody can answer this, what is the point of dads? What is the point of dads? Because what I'm gathering, because I really don't know this for a fact, right? Because I didn't grow up with a dad in my home, right? So, and I'm, and I'm thankful for that because of the simple fact. Good morning, y'all. That was crazy as hell. Child. Ooh, child. Mm. 
You didn't grow up with well, a she dad. Asked the question: What is the point of dad? She she talked about Beyonce and other women who grew up with dads and felt like they you know disappointed them. But her question is: She said, you know, she didn't grow up with a dad. Go figure. Um, but what's the point of dads in the home? Um, the point of dads. Uh, dads are probably the first men that you that are going to show you how you should be treated um dads are probably going to be one one of your first teachers one of your first mentors one of the people that um is gonna um feed you self-esteem and tell you how to avoid being a sugar baby online because you have had enough gall to understand how to vet men and choose the right ones better um, dads are provision and your first line of protection. Um, there's so much stuff that men do. Um, your men are teachers, your men are your disciplinarians and discipline does not always have to come in the form of a belt or him going upside your head or somebody being abusive, but actually creating structure and upholding that structure. That's what fathers are for. Um, fathers are yeah. the ones to where, you know, when the little girls want to dress a little, uh, God, I was about to say something, child. when the girls try to dress a bit provocative and he tells you why you shouldn't do certain things, um, because he's your first level of protection. Fathers are very, very, very important, especially, especially to black boys. Children need their fathers, period. Mm -hmm. they, they need their fathers, period. So to say, well, are black fathers needed because they're going to be screaming at the kids and being mean to mom. I didn't see those examples in the households that I grew up in. Um, my father never spanked me. Um, my stepfather never spanked me. Um, my father, my stepfather never was screaming at my mom or being mean to my mom. I, they didn't have those type of relationships and communications. Now, if you sit here and say that uh, people don't get into arguments, everybody argues every now and then. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But um, I've never like I didn't grow up in an abusive household to where I seen people going upside my mom's head or um, my stepfather just dogged my mom out. And I was sitting there watching by and watching that happen. And not to say that 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 that, that doesn't happen in any household. I can acknowledge that. But um, the system tells you that fathers are needed because of where the culture is now all the men that you complain about all the dusties broke no good black men that y'all complain about came from single mother households where's the accountability for that um oh my gosh um to answer the question i agree with all that you said um i think that fathers are our first example of what leadership is that they are there to guide us that you know they are the example of what manhood looks like how do we know what to go out and search for and what to seek and what manhood is and um how do we without having that physical example in the home fathers literally create structure and oftentimes they are 
are the ones who help to instill discipline in us. Not necessarily always the disciplinarians, because I was the disciplinarian and my dad, my dad has never spent. My mom was more of the disciplinarian as well. Um, often like fathers are there to protect us. Fathers are there to help us to learn self-preservation and what things we need to do to protect ourselves outside of their presence. Um, fathers teach us life lessons. They are there to vet our partners oftentimes. They're there, they they pick up on like when I think about my husband alone, like his insight is impeccable. He will pick up on something in the drop of a dime. This man, his instinct is on point, like literally. Every area that I'm lacking in, he is fulfilled in. And oftentimes what fathers are there for is to provide that balance. Literally, she just highlighted the fact that it's stressful parenting and being a parent by yourself and doing double duty and doing the job all by yourself, how hard it is, how moms can choose to abandon too if they want to, this, that, and the other. So literally to have a partner there to pick up the slack, to you know be in partnership with you so that you guys are 50-50 so that when you need a break, he's there to take over. When he needs a break, you're there to take over. Like that is... Uh, an insane question to me when you just think about it from a very base level literally when you just think about what a partnership is from a very base level if you've ever done a project with a partner literally the duties are typically split 50 50. I, i guess because you know she didn't have that example growing up she doesn't understand what it's like to have a a um you know um dutiful father in the home that is doing everything that a father should do and she literally her belief is that black fathers in the home are spanking the children screaming at the kids and being mean to mom that is insane and asinine to me i take special offense to that because my dad didn't do any of those things the most level-headed person i've ever seen in my life so that's not even the picture that comes to mind when i think about black fathers in the home how do you draw how do you conclude that like where did you get that from It's crazy. Um, but real quick, Nick Javon says women don't care about singlehood stats. Um, I, I, I don't agree with I mean, I don't disagree with that. Um, oftentimes they'll ignore the stats that are, do not fit their agenda. Um, let me tell you something. I am going to always be as passionate about black males in the home being insulted as I would be as a black woman about black women being, when when the narrative is pushed that black women aren't good people. If somebody said black women aren't good mothers, you're doing the exact opposite. And I find it to be offensive because let me, like, that's not what I see. I see examples each and every day. I have a ton of brothers that are phenomenal dads, not just to their children, to stepchildren. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally great examples of what fatherhood is. Like every, I I don't have men in my life that aren't good dads. Like I don't have a single man in my life that's not a good dad. 
I have some that are absolutely excellent dads, phenomenal dads, varying degrees, but not one that's not a good dad, that's not there for their children, that, that is, you know, an absent parent that doesn't provide financially, that's not there, that don't, you know, even if they're separated from the moms, they have, you know, split custody where they have their children right. on the summers and, you know, every other weekend and all the things. And they like, I have men in my life that have fought to be in their children's lives as they should. So this is just kind of baffling to me. Girl, I, I was, I was like, wow, wow. The mentality, um, like it was so surreal for me. I was like, wow, you actually have people with this mentality or have relegated black men to um things that have happened in their situations and want to say that this is the majority or this is everybody's situations and that it's not cool. and um there are no responsibilities there's no accountability for the women choosing who to lay up with choosing who they allow to impregnate them there's no accountability for the choices that they've made like you know what um, I chose Pookie and then I expected Pookie to change for me because it was me. And then when Pookie showed his ass and showed you who he really was, then you want to call foul. And I, I just think that that's yeah, wild. it's wild. Like it's kind of wild for to be having this argument with another black woman. I'm talking about a brother who raised his children on his own since they were toddlers. Another brother who someone tried to force to give up their rights because they were remarrying and fought tooth and nail to be like. I don't have those examples of crappy dads. Like I'm sorry that that was your story, but like let's not push that narrative off on all black men because since all black men are horrible fathers, girl. Let's continue. I'm thankful for that because of the simple fact the girls that I'm seeing grew up with the father in the home and some of the boys who grew up with the father in the home or just in their lives, they have been traumatized. They have been literally traumatized by their own dad. And it's just like, I can see that, right? Even dating men, it's just like, they are this empty vessel, right? I think that's how I heard someone put it. They're this empty vessel that's there. It's emotionless, right? Um. I'm just like, what is the point of them besides to pay all the bills and to discipline, right? To fuss and to scream and to um, uh, uh, lay the law down in the house. Besides traumatizing women and children, what is the point of fathers in the house? So the point of the man is to be somebody with a penis and a wallet and who is loud and crazy and this, that, and the third. But this is the man that you chose to lay up with. This is the man that you wanted, that you said, hey, you can get me pregnant. I'm not going to get an abortion. I'm going to have the baby. I'm going to exercise my right to have this baby. These are choices that you made. Um, I, I, Like just the, <laughs> the whole thing, just it's so crazy to me because she's saying like the man is just basically a penis and a wallet that's abusive or yelling and is traumatizing the kids and i'm like what hell did you exist in with that thought process Girl. um or thinking that all children that grew up in two-parent households are traumatized there are some women that love that's their insane. fathers some guys that love their fathers girl uh, 
say that. I've always been a daddy's girl. Like my daddy, girl, listen, you better not say one wrong thing about him. Always been team daddy. And to be completely honest, my mom was the spitfire in the home. My mom was the one who was doing the yelling. Like my dad's so calm, just like a very chill guy. Like, I don't know where she is getting this narrative. I feel like it is a white supremacist talking point because she clearly didn't even see this in her own home. Like to make this insinuation that fathers in the home are traumatizing the children. It's some piece of crap dads that are in the home and you as the mom should ensure that your children are protected at all costs. But there are some piece of crap mothers that are in the home. I see countless videos of women that have been traumatized by their moms. Like literally, let's not act like that is something that's just applicable to black men and or that it's applicable to most black men. Like black fathers are the... Black fathers, literally, them pouring into their children is what creates a secure woman who literally is not out looking for a sugar daddy, is not you know on nobody's pole. They understand their worth. They understand their value. They have a good moral compass, a good value system. They they understand the the um they understand the benefit of making their dad proud. They they understand what love looks like from a black king. They understand what manhood is. They're going to be better at vetting partners because they've seen a real life example in their homes. Like it's a thing of beauty. Literally black men being in the homes is far more positive than not. So to push this narrative that they're causing some sort of trauma in the homes that all they do is yell and discipline the kids. I'm trying to figure out like being that she had two kids um, with her husband what example did she see going on in her own home? She, she's not touching on that, which I find to be extremely weird. It, okay, you didn't have an example in your home. I get that, you know, through no fault of your own. But nonetheless, you ain't see the example of what a good man, a good father in the home, a good husband in the home looks like, and that didn't benefit your kid? That part, the, you know, because she had her kids with her husband. So she right. should be able to have first account what's really going on in black homes too because she her kids were raised with her husband um before his demise so i you know it was just it was weird to me as well um shout out to MGTOW universe again he says are fathers telling their daughters to marry educated lames or are they taking after shack's thinking get with a man they can control um i would think that most men want you most fathers will encourage you to get with a man that's able to provide and protect um, a man that's going to have your back. Um, And you should like, I I think that we should go back to the practices of having uh, men vet other men. I think things tend to work out a bit better when your man has been vetted by your family. I agree. I do have to say, though, like, my dad has never liked any guy that I've dated. Like, he, he, you know, I'm like daddy's little girl, you know, some like he's just like, mm, you know, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I can say he was on the money about certain things that, you know, I didn't necessarily see immediately, but was hard hit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me continue to play. Let me take the super chat now. Thank you so much, uh, MGTOW Universe. Let me continue to play. And do you think that girls or boys wind up better without the father in the home? 
because some of the trauma stuff that I'm hearing is like, I thank God that I didn't have a daddy in my house telling me, oh, you're not good enough. I thank God that I didn't have a father in my house telling me, you know, this, this, that, and the third. Hey, college, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Let me see if my YouTube is off. Do you hear echo? Now you sound good to me. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm just back in. Then I'll hop in when you finish. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I feel like I was saying. <laughs> No, but um, okay, so I'm be yeah, I'm feeling lucky. Like when I hear the girl, like I I never felt like I had I was missing out on anything because it was so many kids at my school and in the community who had no fathers in the house, right? Father's Day wasn't something that we said in school and made cards and stuff like that about it was normal for most of the kids on the block not to have a daddy at home, right? And so it's just like exactly. the girls the girls who did have the father at home, I'm listening to these stories and it's like, what did this dude do besides traumatize the heck out of you and your mama? And they all and they all lead back. So I'm trying to figure out like what is the point of the fathers besides that, besides See, bills and besides traumatizing the kids and the mama. They don't tell the whole story. They want to. It's a hierarchy that black people are trying to create amongst themselves. Some of them watch too much TV. They always quoting TV and they watch too much Leave It to Beaver. And some of these men mad because their mama make them watch dishes, and they still <laughs> feel like they should have came home and put their backpack on the table and they should have had a Leave It to Beaver life. And um, but I don't remember when they tell these stories, them daddies, some of them daddies was demons in the home, demons. And people say, oh, a marriage is all it takes. No, they need to put more meat on the bones. Functional dads. No dad is better than a disgruntled, dysfunctional demon dad. And some of these men in these homes is demons. That's what I'm hearing. My whole point still goes back to who we choose to lay up with, who mm -hmm. we choose to continue to deal with, who we choose to procreate with. We are our own first line of defense. We're our own first line. Um, if you are dealing with somebody that is mean and disgruntled and you feel like it's an unbearable situation, then you need to remove yourself from that situation and not continue to suffer in it. But at some point, if you're saying that this is an insufferable situation and you continue to remain knowing that it's an insufferable situation, when does it become the, when does the onus become on you to leave out of that? And, and that's a, a right. thing that I didn't understand with that, that those comments. <laughs> I'll say this real quick. When I when I talked about my dad, I'm not talking about because I was with a Pookie or Ray Ray. It wasn't nothing like that. It was a I don't trust him. He seems sneaky type of thing. And yeah. they were indeed. So like don't don't jump jump to conclusions regarding my comment because that's not what it meant. But I do want to say that literally I'm literally sitting here racking my brain because I've lived in several different states. I have a you know pretty uh a uh, decent sized friend group. And I don't know a lot of people who had like, I, I, to be completely honest, I know two dads that were unfit um, out of everybody that I know. Like, I don't know a lot of people who were, who, who, who had demon seeds as dads. Like, I don't know a lot of people who, and not to say that it doesn't happen because we know it happens, but it happens with mothers too. I, I literally grew up with and was very close friends with a mom who, unalived her own infant child so let's not act like black women are not demon seeds and 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 berating their children and their children are subjected to their abuse in the homes like this is not a black man thing that's a sick demonic bastard thing or or sick demonic b-i-t-c-h thing it is not applicable to just black men it's not like and for her to sit up here and push this message that everybody she knew growing up that they had such a horrible upbringing with their dad in the home that she didn't miss out on anything that is absolutely insane and we cannot push that type of messaging without that being reflective on black women too it would mean that okay there's some crappy black men out here but it would also mean what's wrong with 
the men, what's wrong with women and their ability to pick a fit mate to partner with? Yep. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says to follow up on Concrete's point, I've seen fathers have this attitude of no man is good enough or men like that think like that and like Shaq toxic or men that think like that. Um, I, I think some, some men that, they, and I, I don't know if, it, I didn't bring a ton of men home. Like literally he's met three guys, but, yeah, um, that's crazy. Cause it's three for me too. I mean, I, I think that he just, he was being a dad and this is like mainly when I was younger. So he was being a dad and he's like, but like I said, he was on point about something. So I can't say that he was wrong. I think that, yeah, if you feel like no man on the earth is good enough for your daughter, yeah, that could be considered toxic. Yeah. You want me to time B out or you want me to <laughs> no, make it? Yeah, jerk. We, we know, we know what it is. Okay. I'm gonna continue playing. I can't stand his his behind though. Um, yeah, let, let's play it. Go ahead. Eric, how was you? I'm gonna give two examples. I know everybody know this. If you reality TV, you just watch Tio sit his grown ass at his dad's house, who lived across the street from his teenage mama, mm-hmm. waiting for his daddy to come home, treating his son like one of them women in the street. Hold on, hold on. You said Tio did what? Terrell Owens' dad lived across the street from him. He did not know that was his dad. His mom got pregnant as a teenager. His dad was a whole grown man who probably saw that girl growing up and he messed with her and got pregnant. But for years until he got to be interested in girls, he didn't know that was his dad across the street. And they had to tell him because he was going to end up talking to one of his sisters. So if so, them girls grew up with a dad in the home. How long do you think he stayed across the street from his daddy? It sounded like he was born there. Well, and so he, the age of his dad was a grown man with a house. Living across the street from him. Yeah, all his yes. And he his mama was a teenager. Yes. And so he knew that this little baby boy was his while he raised his own family across the street. And he never fooled with the baby at all? No. T.O. said he used to, his dad must have been a little bit of an athlete. He used to go and watch his dad play baseball. I guess like, you know, small town baseball league. Yeah. And I doubt that T.O. daddy was the only child in that town. But his the daughters grew up with a whole daddy in the house. What example do you think he set for them children? If he was sneaking out to be with T.O. mama as, as a teenager, he was all around that town because we know how it go down in small towns. And big cities ain't much difference except for um, houses across the street. They be in the same apartment complex. But we tell the story that I, 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 a man and a woman in the house is what, the, what it Um. Yeah, I, I I remember that story uh, on Iyanla with T.O. telling the story, his dad living across the street, which was absolutely awful, disgusting, no doubt about it. But there were examples of horrible black mothers on Iyanla all the time. A black mother who lied and accused her husband of touching her children, literally, and it came out 30 something years later, r- ruined the relationship with um, those children and their dad. They said that he never touched them. Frankie, with you know her um, parents, being assessed on there. There are yeah. a ton of examples of horrible black mothers. That's not a black dad thing. That is a he was a crappy human being thing. And it, like that's not applicable to all black men. I wouldn't even say that that's applicable to majority of black men. But I think that it's very dangerous messaging to push the narrative as if it is. I think so too. I, um, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, let's continue. It takes, and it's more than that. And I agree. Two parents on the same page in a functional household is great. But if you got just a bill pair there, and some of them motherfuckers didn't even pay the bills. That's why the mama was always working overtime and two jobs with her husband in the house. That's ridiculous. And I can't say, like, I didn't know it was a such thing as a daddy growing up. It ain't never made no big deal till we got old. It's just one thing that I wanted to address too. 
um, if the woman is working, 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 and she is dealing with a lazy, no good, low down bum, and he's continue, she allows him to continue to lay up in her house and not do anything. To me, that makes her also complicit in that situation. Um, because you do have choices. If you choose to lay down and procreate with a man and then, um, that man turns out to be shit and he's not doing anything and you feel like he's abusive, this, that, and the third, then that is really on that woman to make a move, especially if they aren't married. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't see it. Like yeah, that. I, I, I would agree with you. And the killing thing is, I, I go going back to one of the earlier points that one of them made. I think that um yeah, uh, uh, I think it was Koja. Um, a woman would be better off being alone and parenting alone than dealing with a no good man, abusive man, a, you know, a man who ain't doing nothing and ain't worth his salt. Absolutely, I agree, one hundred percent. Um, you know, you don't stay in a relationship that does not benefit you and that is detrimental to your children. Um, so, but you know, it's hard for me as a woman, and that's not to say that every black Black man I've seen parenting has done it the right way and have not had their fair share of mistakes because I've seen some men who've made their fair share of mistakes. Um, not very many men that I question the love that they have for their children and the dedication that they've had to their children. But um, I, I say all that to say it's hard for me to speak from a place of you know, um, hate and, 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 uh, you know, push messaging that, you know, black men are awful as dads and they're not fitting. And it's hard for me to do that because that was not my experience. And that was not the experience that I seen with black men in my communities. And it hasn't been the uh, experience of black men that I've had in my life. Like it's hard for me as a woman who's seen the opposite for most of my life um, to, to, you know, it would be hard, for, difficult for me to sit on a panel and just talk about how awful black men are and how, you know, low down and, and dirty they are as and how unfit they are as dads, because that just hasn't been what I've seen. Um, yeah. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, let me continue to play. And we really didn't hear weaponized in these spaces till people, you know, start making up these things. But I ain't grew up with no dad at home. My mama, we went to Disney World. We sold candy apples. We, um, you know, we did things. We went on vacations. We did things like normal. But ain't no man was in the house beating on her. It was no domestic violence in my house. Right. But all them, man, they home, a good life. They had dysfunction. They had um domestic violence in the homes and stuff. And um. So I need for them to tell, have a real accurate view of marriage and stop calling every marriage a functional marriage because most of them is dysfunctional. And most of them kids growing up in chaos. How exactly. do you make that assessment? What evidence do you have to say that most marriages are dysfunctional? Like literally you only inside the one that you're in. So how do you make that type of allegation? But also like, I think that, um, you know, not we're, we're not pretending that there aren't men who aren't great parents or aren't fit parents um we're not pretend we're not going to pretend that there aren't some absolute demons um and and there's absolutely through, through no fault of the woman and in some instances the woman isn't at fault she had no clue she had a baby with this person and he was a demon and she got away from him immediately and had to do it on her own as a result of that but like have a fair and balanced conversation if you could say that we're sitting over here and we're mammies and we're protecting black men and we're this and we're that like you aren't having a balanced conversation though like you if, if we're mammies you are literally pushing this misogynistic rhetoric this black male 
male-hating rhetoric, this white supremacist rhetoric. You, you are not doing something that is opposite of what we're doing because you're not having a balanced conversation. I, I don't hear you once saying, oh, well, you know, there is some accountability on black women once you realize that. Da, 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 da. Like, I don't hear balance in the discussion that you're having. It is all black male hate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me continue to have like a dad in the house but it's just like if it's some type of dysfunctional like a lot of the guys that i've ever dealt with they have been like emotionally unavailable like even relationship wise and then i would see them um you know i would encourage it because i'm obsessed with my kids right so it's like all right you gonna call your kids today it's you know a holiday you're gonna check on your kids it's like yeah i guess so and then so when they get on the phone with them it's like they ain't got two words to say it's like i don't know what to say you know wait a minute did she she said when she would try so then was he in the home or was he not in the home because if you having to call him and tell him to check on his kids and to talk to yeah. his kids hmm. it don't sound like he was in the home because uh yeah that's that's true huh oh maybe he was downstairs in the basement so the kids was was calling to oh, a different room that makes a lot more sense that's where he was <laughs> he was in the basement and she was upstairs and yeah yeah that, that, their that, house was so big that she had to uh the mansions the mansions baby, Girl, that's how Texas, baby. you know you on one wing he on another that's what it was child mm -hmm. it was in different wings and so that's how come the kids ain't had that much communication hold on I'm saying it's just like these dudes are emotionally not there for these kids and it's just like what is the purpose of them being there just to say you need somebody to whoop your kids but that's what i'm just so confused about we got herschel walker from what i heard he coming out and evidently he was doing a little thing a better class of man all though shout out to dina murabak um she asked uh atari was she a single mom oh <laughs> that was interesting mm -hmm. <laughs> Point his fingers at deadbeat dads. Come find out he got four kids, and I don't think he ever claimed but one. <laughs> and had to be made to claim that one. See, they, they mistaken involuntary child support for support. Before the 90s really hit, people wouldn't pay their child support. What happened was there was a revamping of the system. Basically, everybody used to get like $35 per child, but they didn't even collect it. When they started linking up with suspended driver's license, and even back then, people could go from different states if their license was suspended in their home state. But now it's getting more hooked up. But until they did the automatic deductions, from checks, you had judges who wasn't paying, doctors who wasn't paying. So it wasn't just that. But uh, no dad is better than a disgruntled, dysfunctional dad. And like some that. of these men that got to pay child support, they get at you through the kids. And they yeah, they get kids. I've even heard of, um, I'm trying not to uh, but no, you know, but I've even heard of uh, kids telling me that they went to go visit their dads and their dad would say yo mama got me on child support yo mama uh you know did xyz you know what i'm saying it's like this woman never talks bad about the father you know what i'm saying but it's just like i'm going to drill in your head how i'm the victim do you, do you think it's a lot of that going on where the father is playing my, mom, my best friend said her mom would buy them gifts and pretend like they dad bought it for them oh that's, that's how much bad. women have covered i ain't coming for them dusty niggas i wouldn't come for them either Mm -hmm. I, I, and, and they're wrong, they wrong for that why are you because eventually the kids are going to grow up and get their feelings hurt by their dad when they could have learned a long time ago in their childhood that that ain't about nothing but why i got a responsibility to my sons to let them know your dad didn't do right don't grow up and be that same type of dad because if we let them think that's right then they're going to replicate that at some point they have to be told the facts and that's not bashing if you feel like the truth is bashing mm -hmm. then alter the truth that we have to tell i try not to have to lie because i try to tell the truth most of the time right? let me ask you a question um mm -hmm. i don't believe in bashing a child's father in front of them period um if 
and and I, I and I have I have uh, specific reasons for that. I'd rather the child kind of come to his own conclusions and his own decisions as far as his parents are concerned. Um, even when it came down to like when me and my son's father weren't getting along, don't get me wrong. It, he wasn't an angel, but I also wasn't an angel in that situation. And I, I, I did some shit to put him. I tried to put him through hell because I felt like he was putting me through hell. And this is before, you know, we're able to successfully co-parent now, but at one point it was very tumultuous, but it wasn't also on his side. Um, I think that when you bash the children's fathers in front of them, um, I think there's a way to teach right and wrong and to teach lessons in them. But if a person is hearing that they father ain't shit and they father uh, is a raggedy motherfucker, it's like, well, you chose to lay down with this dude. You chose to have children with that dude. Um, I don't think you do yourself a service um, by um, uplifting yourself and saying that the daddy ain't shit, but you also have to be accountable for their for those choices. Most kids want their fathers. Most kids want their dads, I, you know, just like they want their moms. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And I think that you do do the children a disservice from for either parent speaking ill of the other parent. I think that it's completely inappropriate. The children should, should, don't have a place in the middle of your beef. And I think they should be left out of it. I, I think that that's wrong on either side. Like, you know, that's between adults and you, exactly. that shouldn't um, the, the children shouldn't have to be a part of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Hold on. Saying I won't lie for a million dollars or something that gets right. But I try not to put myself in conditions where I have to lie. And if they don't want us to, I ain't finna lie on my soul just to get that nigga a good look. He could have did the right thing. And I'm so sick of these men. I have you know, I think a lot of that, a lot of that uh, teaches us or teaches the girls, especially the ones who was raised by fathers, to be black male worshippers because you're supposed to make your daddy look good. You're supposed to lie for your daddy. You're supposed to act like, oh, yeah, I have this one for daddy because other little kids don't have their daddy. So you lucky enough to have this empty vessel in your house. So why, you know, would you say anything bad or why would you tell us that you're I don't know why um, now you're trying to actually demonize fathers actually being in the home. And I think that is a terrible, terrible thing. Absolutely. To say. Like now you're trying to demonize men that actually do the right thing. The men that are actually there, the men that aren't on child support, the men that chose to stick around, the men that chose to rear their own fucking kids. Now you're demonizing them and you're trying to make it seem Girl. like it's one. It's really from one extreme to the other. If he ain't whooping your ass and cursing out the kids and doing this, that, and the third, then, you know, that's what happened in a, a single parent household. And that's not true. I, I'm just like, where the hell does this mindset come from? You're now you're gonna demonize fathers it. now. You're gonna demonize husbands Absolutely. now. Like what the hell is we, wrong? We can do it without them. You know what I mean? Like that's essentially the messaging. And the crazy thing is, I I just can't even fathom that. Like my ex, he was like super laid back, chill. I've never seen a father just not be at, like literally this whole um, Al Bundy narrative that they're pushing about black men in the home. They just sat back and did nothing. Like I don't even know black women who. Go don't roll with that that you get to sit back and do nothing you you like literally you 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 gonna be helping you gonna help these kids with homework you helping with bath time you going outside playing sports you you know you may be a team dad or something on the sports team like i i i, I mean there are some bums but like this is just like the the narrative that they're pushing that's not normally or what i've typically seen in in homes with black men right 
And I, I, I don't think pushing this narrative is healthy. I, I, I don't think that it's healthy whatsoever. I think this is very toxic. Um, I think it's toxic as fuck. Hold on. Let's keep playing. They scream at you and put his hands on your mama or whatever the case may be. You're going to continue to make it seem like, you know, and that's those things that they need to be talking about. And I ain't saying for the good ass that's out there that's doing their thing, this ain't that's for right. you. That's so right. For the ones no, who no. lying. <laughs> For the ones who lying and stuff, and um, and it was like, shit, my child can't see my child. If a man don't want to be in your child life and child support is all you can get, take that child support and don't let that man, cause they will do little picking things at kids to get back at you, cause they lose focus. Right, I agree, I agree. A, a lot of them won't even deal with the mama. I mean, with the children, if it's not, you know, uh, if he don't, if he can't have access to their mama. And they, oh, this is what they'll do. This is why you have to end up going to child support. They want to pay the forty dollars for the pussy. And pretend like that's for the children. They won't give you no money unless they get some pussy. So they really ain't paying for their children. They really trying to pay for the pussy. That's right. And yep. they want to buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. And then they're going to beat their chest and tell people, oh, y'all just got that for my baby. Now you got this and you can hit that. Hey, uh, 80s. I will say that I have definitely seen situations to where men will try to negotiate um, as for uh, being responsible but i still don't think that that's the majority i think uh mm -hmm. a lot of times it's in those uh bullshit situations to where the guy really didn't fuck with you like that in the first place that's my thought process um i've seen the whole um if you ain't with them like i i know two two no three um three women uh two are cousins and one is a friend that um when the woman wasn't dealing with the man he wasn't an active dad um, you know, it was like one of those situations like off again, on again. But when the woman is dealing with the man, he's super active, taking the kids to school, picking the kids, like all the things. And I personally would be like, once you, you got one time to show me that that's your character and you'll never be active then in my kids life because I'm not about to deal with you in order for you to be active, an active father. Plus, I know that you're a man of poor character at this point. So I'm out. That part. Um, let's continue. Baby. Have you seen the thing about the child support check they've been posting online about how I'm much money? I'm posting on my page twice. That's not true. Let me say, hey, this is this here, 80s, baby? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, I wanted to ask you, what's the benefit of uh, fathers besides paying all the rent and uh, disciplining kids? What, what, what's the benefit? Being, being there for us, children that don't have fathers. The special moments is what matters. When you Hold on, I can't hear you. Say it again. Can you the special moments of being there with the fathers what counts. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's not about the material things. To be point blank. Can you describe to me what a special moment? Um, well, I got the material things. It's called rent. The material things is called utilities, lights, and water. And if you can't have rent, food, lights, so so you can come over. How you gonna have a special time if the child ain't got no clothes? No, they ain't got no electricity, no hot water to wash their butt, and no rent. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something because I, I do think that that's interesting, and I do know me. I ain't gonna lie and say I don't know men that have been behind on that child support. Come on now, of course. But do you think if a father is behind on his child support that he should still be able to um, spend time with his child if he's behind on his child support? He's not holding up to his financial obligation. Absolutely, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, of course, you do want to teach your children the value of money and teach your children. Um, how to run a household and shit like that but 
If a man is behind on his household and he still wants to be active and involved in his children's life, your children is not going to tell you that they don't want to see their father because their father didn't help you with the light bill. Your daughter is not going to tell you is isn't going to tell you that she doesn't want her dad to escort her to the father daughter dance because he didn't um, help you pay your rent. Um, your children, your son is not going to come tell you that he doesn't want his dad to be at his football game because his dad um, missed out on a child support payment. It's just not going to happen. Most kids want to see their fathers. They love their dads. They want to be under their fathers. I don't know many kids who will shun away their fathers unless they did experience some real forms of abuse. But him not paying his child support, that isn't a form of his, his abuse. Now it's a dereliction, but it's not a form of abuse. Um, let them kids see their daddies. They them kids want to see their daddies. They want to be they want their daddies yeah. to be a part of their lives. They want to be able to create memories with their fathers. They want to be able to create strong bonds with their fathers. That's just what it is. Um, I agree. I don't think that not paying child support should prevent you from being able to spend time with your children. Um, child support and visitation are two completely separate issues for a reason. Um, I think that you're wrong. You know that, you know, your financial contribution is important to making sure that your kids have their needs met. But I don't think that it should prevent you from being able to spend time with the children. Um, I think that you're doing the children a disservice by saying, oh, you ain't pay your child support this month. So you're not seeing the kids. Um, just like I don't think that because a mom falls, a woman falls on hard times that, um, you know, her children should be taken from her or stripped from her. Um, I don't think that, you know, that uh, failure to be financially responsible for your child should prevent you from, you know, spending that quality time because that time is important. It's, it's vital. Facts. Facts. Um, let's continue. There's a little echo or something going on in your background. We want to you hear, hear me now? You hear me now? It's, okay. Yeah, he sounds pretty good. He sounds okay. What I, mean, what I mean about special moments is the father and the son building together. You know, teaching that boy how to pee in the pot. You know what I'm saying? How to pee. That stuff. Oh, tell my son how to pee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's I mean, not, what's what's not, what's what's so you can't have special times and support your child. So if I'm the mama and I got the children, it's okay for me to have them under a bridge with hand-me-downs and we can have special times. That's all I should focus on. I, you know, this $1,400 a month rent don't matter. And that's for a two-bedroom in a, in a crack house. This light bill that's a hundred and some dollars in Florida and it's hundred. No, I'm sorry. $200 don't matter. This water so they can wash their But How can you have special times? Are you, you familiar know, with Maslow's hierarchy um, of needs? Do you know how many women are homeless with their children? A shitload. And there are shelters specifically for women and children. Like women aren't automatically stripped of their rights to parent because they're um, homeless or fall on, you know, have financial hardships. Um, that's not a thing. Even if they are living under a bridge with their children, they don't automatically lose custody of their children because of that. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out was your baby's daddy is not responsible for your living situation. Your baby daddy does have a obligation to his children and his children only. He does not have an obligation to you. If you feel like it is ridiculous and you can't deal with it and you put them on child support, then, you know, and you have to take that route or you feel like it's necessary to take that route. So be it. But um, if you choose to live in a certain situation, that man is not obligated to help you keep your lights on. Um, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, 
I agree with that, but I do think that, you know, if the child support goes to that, because we, you know, yeah. I won't pretend that bills don't increase because you right. have a two-bedroom as opposed to a one-bedroom if it was just you, or, you know, a studio if it was just you, or, you know, so... I, I agree with that, but I do believe that child support can go to the bills because the bills will generally increase because of the fact that you have, a, you know, it's now more than one person. Um, I, so yeah. I agree with that. I do think that the child support should should be able to go to support the child and some bills. I absolutely agree with that. My problem is if you choose to go and live beyond your means, you don't get mm -hmm. to look back and tell the father that it's his fucking fault that your ass is under a bridge and it's his fault that he got right, you right, pregnant. Right, right, right. You don't get to put that off on him. You don't get to be the victim and the volunteer in that. And that's a, a problem that I had with that statement, because if if the father's supportive of his child and you have other needs beyond that, mm -hmm. I, you, I really don't know what to tell you. Oh, yeah. Of, then like, you mismanage something. Yeah. But but do you think, though, like when we talk about women, if a woman, if most women, most black women fall on financial, have financial hardships, do you think that they would be willing to let the child go with the father? absolutely not um i think a lot of women still want to be able to hold it over a man's head that look i raised my child you can't tell me anything i can hold this child over your head i think a lot of women use those children as uh manipulate tools to manipulate the man further um to say well you know i did this and i was the mama and the daddy and you don't get any credit for this and i know i'm in a bad situation but i would never give him to you because i won't have any leverage over you um when men really love their children they really stick around they're very supportive of their kids um when women use those kids like a bargaining chip women know what they can get away with with, with stuff like that and a lot of men will bargain with those women lots of them Agreed. Let's continue. Yes, ma'am. I, I know that. Is. Okay, so you know, if the special times is toward the top of the hierarchy. If you don't have the things like basic food, shelter, clothes, water, and things, you can't develop the things on the upper tier. So that child support and that money provides the base, which is the most stable part. How can you have the special times, which is at the top, without the base, and say that they don't mean anything? do mean something well, I'm saying, right. but you said the special times mean something not the money so y'all take the, the money is not clothing and shoes the money is rent Please. so i don't know how many people ain't grew up with uncle sam being a unofficial daddy and when Please. i say that i mean housing food stamps child care and health care those are things that if you live above the poverty level that actually have to be paid for out of people's pockets and so if you have to do that that money is essential but yeah, but are you blaming all the dusties on the good fathers? Is what I'm doing? not like, saying that, but you said it's the special times. I'm saying, how do you get two special times without the money for the... You said it was not the money. It was the special times. But how can you have special times without the money for the basics? And I ain't saying no child got to have no $200 Jordans. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying the basics of lights, water, food, and shelter, which that money goes to provide. Yeah. I, I get what you I get what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, to you, it's not all men that fit in that bracket that don't take care of your kids. Some of them want to take care of worked, Excuse me. I have worked two jobs. When I hear these men saying, I don't have no money out of my check. I have worked two jobs. My sons are 22, 22, and 23. My daughter is 10. I just stopped working a second job when she turned five. So I didn't have to pay child care no more when she went to school. So why if mothers who, in addition, raise the kids and work two jobs, why is it something special for men to have to work two jobs to take care of the kids they've created? Hello? Okay. Sis here. You on mute. 
but yeah, I would agree. Um, like it's not just about the happy times. And I, I'm just saying what my question is, what can a father do that a mother can't like, why are they needed? Why do you feel like they're needed? Because women, single mothers are teaching their sons how to use the restroom every single day. So what special times are building or something that you're talking about? And I'm happy that you acknowledge. Um, again, back to the question as to why men are needed in the home. So then if you look at statistics that talk about uh, child molestation, um, and child abuse, stuff like that. Um, most children are molested by stepfathers. The majority of them are. Um, when fathers are in the homes, that does uh, not happen at the same rate, ne not nearly at the same rate that it does when the fathers aren't in the home. Um, the the education the father being in the home to be able to motivate their children and to show structure and to teach their children um there are some things that don't get me wrong because i know some women that really have held their children down as single mothers and have done everything to make sure that their children are taken care of but um you would you would be lying to me if you if you asked them if they told you that they, they didn't want any of the children, um, children's fathers in the home, um, women want the fathers in the homes yeah. too, but, uh, you don't get to manipulate and show your ass and then put the dude out and you going through his shit and you cursing him out and you mushing him upside the head and you worried about who he fucking and this, that, and the third. And y'all, a lot of women want to do the drama shit, then throw the kids on top of that. And you, you have a disaster there, but I, I just, mm-mm, mm-mm. I agree with that. I would agree with that. And I, I want to say this, though. She's asking this question. There's nothing that women do in the home that a man can't do. Uh, my husband, like, did everything in the home with his children. Everything. Potty trained them, fed them, woke up in the middle of the night with them, took them everywhere he went. He literally walked around with a baby carrier with his children in it, like, everywhere he went to the library to to wherever he was going his his children were attached at his hip he was the more active parent there is nothing that a woman would cook dinner for them every night bake cakes with them there is nothing that a woman would traditionally do for um for her children that my husband didn't do for his so there's you you know to ask that question you know you to ask it is to answer it what what does a woman do in the home what does a mom do in the home what does a mother do the father can do the same thing in addition to the things that we've already highlighted. Yep. Um, shout out to Marvel's cousins. He says, I love y'all ladies covering. This means a lot. Um, being that it was father's day yesterday and you know, we caught wind of the conversation. I thought it would be something interesting to cover as y'all yeah. can see. Um, Absolutely. And you know what? And even furthermore, my dad was the same way. My dad cooked for us. My dad sold our clothes. My dad did our hair. Like there's nothing that dads can't do in the home, that mothers do in the home that dads can't do. They are absolutely vital. We highlighted some of the more masculine things that men do in the home, but they can also do the things that are traditionally seen as roles that would be assigned to the woman from combing the hair to bathing the children, washing their clothes, ironing their clothes doing homework with them let's do all of that right absolutely because i'm loud dj now <laughs> <laughs> let me continue 
acknowledge that you do need money for those special times, right? And we made it clear that not all, but for some reason, everybody cannot hear us when we say not all uh, fathers, but go ahead. What, I, what I'm saying to you is we know that black men are leaving the homes, right? They're not taking care of the kids. But the only, thing, the only argument that I have is it's not all black men are like that. There's actually some black men that want to do what's right. And I feel like, in my opinion, there is a narrative being pushed that black men are not doing their job. You know what I'm saying? No. So you didn't hear us say you didn't hear us say um not all uh, fathers. Right. Uh, did you hear us say that? I, I did hear you. You remember me, right? I'm baby. You the baby. No, I remember you, but I just but but I but I literally said here on the panel the other day saying not all black men and a few people took that and said they were over there saying all black men. So let me just address that real quick. Um the problem with Atari is she goes back and forth depending on who's on the panel with that stance. Um I've oh, heard okay. Atari flat out say they all like that and she said that shit with some conviction in our voice because i really think she does feel like that about black men um she doesn't want to hear black men complain she doesn't want black men to hold black women accountable or to call black women on their bullshit but she does teeter um teeter top between um saying all and not all but she yeah, said all like with some real strict conviction we've been listening voice. to her for 40 minutes and she and koja was the one who initially highlighted that they're not talking about all men she's literally yes. going back to um something she said the other day to highlight that she don't mean all black men but my problem is you're having this discussion as if these things apply to the majority of black men they don't yep shout out to my brother the roger report long living habitual steppers he says kids usually do better in two-parent households and single parent household single parent homes with a father the real question is why is the mother needed god damn roger you didn't have to do it like that um, let me keep playing because it's, it's really interesting. Just leave all the dusty men behind and just focus on the good fathers that are doing the right job. Because to me, it's a big um, issue um, that's going on in what from what I can see. None of the people on my block grew up with uh, fathers in the home. So I don't know if you had a different where every single black uh, kid you knew grew up with a father in their no. home. But me and no. Coach, we did. And I believe your story was that you didn't either. So if we want to pretend like this is not an epidemic that's happening in the uh, black community. We can pretend, but I don't want to pretend. So no, I don't know what you want to call those being dusty. I don't know what you want to call them, but those are who I'm highlighting. I'm not calling them dusty. They can be millionaires, billionaires, but I'm saying they're not fooling. The and they're not, is, they're so, not really quickly, I'm sorry. Child, real quick. So she's saying that it's an epidemic, that most black people are growing up without fathers in the home. And there are a lot of black people who don't have fathers in the home. But then in that case, based on the messaging that she's pushing, fathers being in the home are detrimental, that they spank the children, scream at the children, they're mean to the mom, they're sitting there like a bump on the law, they traumatize the children. Black people should be in much better positions. The black community should be a state of bliss if black if there's an epidemic of black fathers not being in the home and black fathers only to the detriment of the black community that should be a good thing right i thought so because that's the messages she was pushing like what's the Girl, point of having them make um, it make sense like you know if they the boss chicks and they able to boss up on these niggas you know what the, what's the point she got she's a strong independent woman who doesn't need a man for anything mm. right ain't that isn't that what they say <laughs> okay child mm. Let me, let me tell you, I just did an Instagram live with my, my best friend, right? And he said on Father's Day, while I'm trying to take care of my kids and be there, my, my girl is cheating. The black woman cheating on me. Well, he's oh, still okay. This girl or oh, his baby mama? Is this girl his baby mama? For this is his, his wife. His wife. He does what everything for his kids? He's doing everything, putting money in her pocket, being a sofa provider. You know what this black woman is doing on Father's Day? Cheating on him. Cheating on him. Wow. I'm sorry that happened. 
And he is baby, do, you think, do you think that black men, uh, there are no black men who cheat on their baby mamas on or their woman on Mother's Day? Do you think that doesn't happen? It, it does, it does. Before, you know, I always gonna start standing up for my brothers, and I just don't feel like all brothers don't give a shit about the black women. There's some yeah, black men. Why, no, why people can't hear? Sorry if I said all, but there is a demographic of us that want to be right back. That's that's their relationship problems. What he might need to do is uh, make a plan of how he's gonna exit that because him growing up with a woman, she know him in front of his girls is not a good look for the girls either. Just like you can have dysfunctional men in the home. Let me tell you, sister. Let me tell you, what broke his heart. She never even born my father's day kids. Nothing. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. He'll survive. It's been plenty of times when people have been cheated on. So, and they survive. He'll get over it. If you ain't took an L in love, you ain't lived long enough. Yeah, that has nothing to do with your kids. I've never seen y'all side of this. Y'all on it today, man. Y'all on it today. You truth be told, and I know I'm going to hear this back. I found out when I had twins that my child's father was cheating on me. So, you can't come here and give me no tears. I found out I had twins, so you can't. You got. You got to go somewhere. There. We don't all took an L in love. Put in a cup of coffee that you own one of these sisters. I had no coffee. No, that's <laughs> not. There are so many women who find. It's interesting, and I wanted to point out something that Koja said. As far as like, if you have had problems with um, dealing with men, women, the like, basically to get over it and move on. But then we see uh, Atari, like every time black men do something or she feels like there's a need to highlight something, then I feel like y'all be needing to get over stuff too. Like, Right. Nobody typically tells women to just get over it and move on. If that's the case, Atari wouldn't have no content because literally she talks about how black men have... Um, have impacted um, the behavior of black men impact black women all the time. So, you know, I, I don't know. I found that to be interesting that that was, you know, her solution to just get over it and move on. Um, that's not something you hear. You typically hear um, told being told to black women. Uh oh out that their spouse, their, their spouse or their baby daddy cheating on them when they're pregnant. So you're going to have to go somewhere with the spouse. So we're talking about taking care of these kids. Yeah. Like, like cheating, cheating has nothing to do. Why would cheating? But you know, I think he brings up, up on a good point because I feel like it's depending on how that baby mama treats you or how that woman treats you in order if you're going to see how good you're going to take care of your kids. It's not about I love my kids. I want to take care of my kids. It's does the mama treat me uh, good? You see what I'm saying? It's all related to the man's brain. He says when it's Mother's Day for her, he make her a plate of breakfast. He do everything for her. But today, he don't get nothing. They've been having a problem in their relationship for a while. He probably ain't been getting nothing for a long time. If she cheating on him on Father's Day, then he need to find his value and his self worth and figure out how to do what he need to do to preserve himself and his children's life and move on because that's not a good example for his children to see two people in the house. That's why I was saying every household with a marriage or whatever. She kept her legs closed. She kept her legs closed on Father's Day. That's what she should have did. That's them people. We're talking about the kids. Did he enjoy his children on Mother's Day? I mean, on Father's Day, was he so pissed off because the woman cheated on him? Did he was he able to spend time and take the girls to the movies, or you know, just thank God that he God bless him? He, with he still, did he, he enjoy his day? He still enjoys Father's Day and all that. It's just that the burden of what she's doing behind his back is what messes up the family time today. Like he wanted the mother to be there, the, the father to be there. No, but by the are they even living in the same house together? Same house, and she he exposed her today for cheating. Are they getting divorced? Woman. Them children now, they got that's the thing. When you separate, you get the children, get two Christmases, two um Easter's, oh. two Thanksgiving, get used to it. And now they're young, they better they learn it now than when they're older. So he needs to go and get you. Ain't gonna be no more co-mingling of the holidays. It don't work that way. Well, I will say you're right on this point. I bought my mother a box ticket instead of my father because what he did. Why because he was because my mom did everything. That's what a man was supposed to do. That's why I bought her. Shout out. Thank you. Uh, see, they think that women started to take the day over from men. No, children grew up and they saw. There you go. I've never heard a man essentially celebrate his mom for Father's Day. Um, I find that very interesting. I'm not sure who the gentleman is that they're speaking with, but um, 
I find that to be very interesting. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it was interesting to me too. Um, it was really, really interesting to me too, but it, it, like these conversations are like hella, hella sad to me because it's like, um, you don't want to put any onus on your mom for making her choices, but, um, then you pretty much blame the father for everything or his, or, or for him not being there. But you know, it's not anything to say, well, mom, what made you choose him? Um, what made, how did you end up in this situation to where you don't get along with my father? There's, um, to me is a lot of lack of self-awareness in a lot of those situations, but I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I was really like, whoa. I definitely think it's very interesting. Um, I, I would be offended if my daughters did that. Um, I don't need to or desire to be celebrated in that way. Um, it's just not even something like my mind don't work like that. Like I'm, even if I did it all by myself and I, it was like, you know, 18 years by myself, you know, from incept, from birth to, to, to the time that they were young adults. I did it all by myself. I still wouldn't, can't see expecting or even wanting to be celebrated in that way. I just think it's a little bit weird. Um, but I do have another quick question. What percentage of black men do you, would you say, if, if you can, fall into the category of the black men that they're describing? Like what percentage of all the black men, black fathers rather, fall into this category? I would say about 35%. Hmm. Um, if I had to put a number on it, let me see. That is very difficult for me, but I'm, I'm like, okay, so I said what I know two maybe. So I'll say 25%, I guess, of the, you know, people that I know. Yeah, I'm just throwing a number out there. I'll say 25%. Yeah. I think uh, 35 is really generous to their cause. 35 is, is yeah, really yeah, generous. You know, a third or a quarter of the, of the yeah, black fathers. I, I definitely say so don't too. think it's all. I yeah, but that means that, that still majority does not yes. fall into this category. The overall majority to me don't fall in this category. So how much their parents did and they say you know what mom you were my mom and my dad and see the men want to say oh women trying to steal the holiday no that is the decision that grown adult children and older children made to honor their mother for doing the job of two right. if men were there doing that we are quite sure that the dad would have got they present today but those were for the and those women who get that father's day gift are for the mothers that stood in and did two roles and thank you for doing that for your mom yeah shout out to you for doing it uh, are you, are you, are you? so oh, how, how, how do you come up here and defend fathers uh, We'll tell you what's hard, and I will okay. tell you what's hard. I think it's a narrative being pushed to make our black men look bad. Is it a narrative or is it the truth? <laughs> now, tell the truth. Is it a narrative? If I experience no father in the home, if culture experienced no father in the home, if sincere 80s baby experience every single one of us black people that's up here on this panel experience no daddy in the home, is it a narrative or is it the truth that black men just don't want to uh, talk? They want us to shut up now. I, I don't want black men to get mad at me, but Atari, you're right on that. It is the truth when it comes to our black men. It's I know what right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. No. You're right. I can't even with 33 kids. Um, today would be a day that he should be waking up, getting his children, going, getting them all together, spending the day together. Nick Cannon, see, some of these dads, they don't call the children on their birthdays. They don't call the children on Christmas, but you'll see their little Cyrus stuff popping up on Father's Day. Mm. Oh, that's so narcissistic. Mm -hmm. And their birthday, and their birthday, and their birthday. But you were talking about that child support stuff. You know that's not that's not a true child support stuff. Okay, now tell me why. Because it wound up being negative. I something. think it's altered. 
because the federal law says, I think it's 55% of either net or gross income. They cannot take more than 55% of income. First, and then we know how child support is calculated. You saw almost all of the child supports were the same amount. Every time they calculated child support, they reduced the net income. The first child support, they take that much out. So you're not calculating child support. If you made 2000 and now you're paying 400 the next child support is calculated on 2000 minus 400 which is 1600 which is going to be a lesser amount. Then again, it takes into consideration the women that work because a woman income is incorporated into making a child support obligation. And um, if he's paying that much in child support, he's stupid because the law, all he got to do is do a motion because they're not supposed to. That's how you end up with somebody getting like $2 because the first one on the list get the most money. Then come the second one because it's based on net income and prior child support and alimony obligations come out before they calculate the next one. Right. So that's why I don't believe I that. Think, I figured, yeah, I figured that that was a fake one. I'm yeah, like, everybody so going to do this. <laughs> and the insurance would be also used to calculate the net income. So if I'm paying the insurance on my child, they're going to take the dad's income and my income. They're going to take out the appropriate taxes. Then they're going to come up with our net income. If I got any prior, he got any prior existing child support obligations, they'll take that out. Now, what the don't do and women need to really get back in court, because if you have two dads for your kids, they don't take out. And let's say the court say you have to contribute 700. Now, you don't mail it in, but it is incorporated. They'll say it take X amount of dollars and then they'll take your net income and divide it and get a percentage. And they'll take his net income and they'll get a percentage. Now, sometimes women end up with a higher percentage. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if she get another child's father and go for child support, she won't get no reduction on her portion that she pays because she don't simply mail it in, even though that money is reserved for the children. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But we don't know, they don't talk about that part of it, but I doubt that that's accurate. I think it's an ultra chick stuff. Everybody knows you're going. It don't take much to get a um, PDF. Um, Oh, I'll open a PDF document and rewrite and make your own stuff. And if it is, he's stupid enough to do that because that should never have been allowed because that's somebody who did not show up to court, who did not answer the paperwork because the first thing the paperwork asks you, a, a couple of things is, do you pay child support or alimony? So that would have been considered. So there's somebody who got the paper either in the mail and didn't go or not doing anything or it's altered. It's not really how it works. That makes sense, yeah. So, but I'm just saying, for the good dads that's out there, shout out to them for doing their thing, holding it down. Now for the ones that's just a dad and child support only, and they are those that are out there, the only reason they pay child support is because they take it out, they check. <laughs> you don't get you kudos know. for that. You and don't they, get kudos for that. And when they're going to tell the story, well, I don't got no driver license. How many people take public transportation and see people with their uniform on going to work? When? That's, right. that's right. And you know how many times somebody have to go to court to get a, job, a driver's license suspended? It has to happen a lot. They, they, they go from job to job to job to job, quitting. As soon as the income deduction order come, they quit. Then they go to another job. So now they don't have no job history and they ain't working so long. So now it becomes harder to get jobs for them. But it's not because um they just did that, because you have to actually get behind. And they could come and pay one or two payments in the court to give them their stuff right back. And in the state of I'm like, God damn, Culture really noticed uh fuck out these child support laws. Oh sure, yeah. I'm like, sheesh. Florida, they drop cases. Plus, we all know this stuff is percentages. So to make it look like because they have to do a minimum amount for the federal government. So if you got a hundred cases and they ain't collecting on 40 of them, they'll drop them damn cases just so it could look like their collection rate is higher. So now if you got 60 cases and you collected on 58 or 40, 57 of those, it looks like you're in the high 90% of efficiency. Mm -hmm. They're not saying that they drop a hundred cases and they be dropping people cases all over the board. And a lot of states do that so they can make it up here that their numbers are high. It's just going to take amount of time for somebody to put in the work and bring these numbers together to really show what's going on because they really, the federal government and the state government is different. And the state government is essentially committing fraud. And until somebody do the paperwork to bring it together and get the numbers together, it's going to continue on. So we're I sit here and talk about like child support getting collected because child support is more money owed in back child support than Obama lent to the bailout of the um automotive industry and the automotive industry they did they not get forgiven for that long I want to say it's over 200 billion or 400 billion I haven't kept up with the numbers lately and so it was either 200 400 billion owed in back child support exactly so and they're not collecting on a lot of them a lot of them they dropping cases you got people that are contractors that get through the contract the loophole because there's they, they don't have to report their income to the child support collection agency and because they don't, they slip through the system and there's no way to really track. But we could create a law that says anybody that uses a contractor and um, pays over $1,000 has to report to the child support collector. 
Oh yeah. Child. So based on the narrative, do you think that they're saying fathers should financially contribute, but shouldn't physically be in the home? Probably. Um, because it's like when you want to run every aspect of those relationships and you say that, you know, you, you be focused on the man's money and you're saying that the man is abusive and all he do is yell and be a mean to the kids. Should they don't want the fathers in the home. That's what it sounds like to me. So like impregnate me. Is I'll choose to have the child. Uh, you go on about your business, but just pay me. Mm, interesting. Very. Agency or something of that nature, or anybody who is a licensed contractor or whatever, they could make laws to strengthen it, but they're making laws to unstrengthen it. But that's a whole other story. I ain't mean to take it up. I'm just giving the information out because so people have right information when they make these decisions. Because a lot of time we be making information on a small amount of inf inaccurate information. That's true. Yep, that's true. I mean, to me, it's almost, and I hate to say it because I mean, I, I would hate to even think that, but I feel like a lot of fathers just don't love their children if somebody has to make them pay child support. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it's like almost boiling down to you want to avoid paying this little $50 a week or you want to um say, you know, because my baby mama cheated on me or because she's with this other dude, I don't want to do that's um an interesting point mm -hmm. that i want to point mm -hmm. out if you do have to be forced to take care of your kids you really probably don't mess with them like that but you probably didn't mess with the mom like that either uh i'm gonna agree uh i i agree but i also question um how much you love i think that the, I, I agree with her point about that but I also question how much you love your child if you don't want the person who you partnered with, who you laid down with, who you should have properly vetted and made sure he was a decent dude um, to be in the child's life because you think that his involvement could be detrimental and you only want his financial contribution. But on the flip side, I do agree that if you don't want to contribute to the finan financial um excuse me, if you don't want to financially contribute to the welfare of your children, um, do you really love them? I, I would question that heavily. Like, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Do nothing for my child. It's the like, do y'all love and care for y'all kids the way the mother does? Or is it like, the if I'm vessels? I know about the only people that pay $50 a week is the people that don't have a job because they will impute income at minimum wage. If they don't have a job and they don't have any other children, that's the reason they get $50. But it is more than that. Child support should be around 17% of, I forget, net or gross income. It might be net because most of they work on The average uh, child support payment is over $400 a month. So just That's true. That I've, I've looked at those stats um, pretty recently, too. Yep. The income. But... um. The ones who say they got to pay $50 a week is because they refuse to work and refuse to get a job and they don't have a job. So they impute their income at minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And we know now that there's so many jobs available out here. Even though, even if you ain't got no skills, that you could go to Walmart in the evening time and make $15 an hour and you could go to Wawa in the daytime and make $15 an hour. That's $30, $30 an hour for 16 hours a day. That's a decent income that these men could pull down without no training or no anything to do it. So I don't want to hear nothing. And if they make a couple of payments, the state will give them their driver's license back. Damn, she want him to work 16 hours out the damn day? <laughs> put God it in. Put damn. that work in. <laughs> if so well, then they ain't going to have no time to spend with the children because the eight hour other eight, what, they got to sleep too. <laughs> she said 16 hours out the day. That's <laughs> God damn. <laughs> then only for him to get home and then to, uh, being told he got the weight on the plate. <laughs> Listen, After the man, kids. <laughs> you get the little piece of chicken. You get I'll the get little piece of chicken. I'm ready. 
And she don't even fix them a plate. The food on the stove, you need to put it Listen, up. Listen, the finish. paper plate's next to the food on the stove. The paper plates. <laughs> that part. They refuse. Why, why is it like pulling teeth? Do they just think that the kids are just going to be okay because they daddy wasn't they there? They go on welfare. And they, yeah. and they, and they, okay. they see, some of these but people... In their, heart, in their heart of hearts, they don't look at this newborn baby, watch this baby learn how to walk, and desire to, oh my gosh, I'm going out there and working a million jobs so I can provide this baby with the best education, the best school. I, I, my whole life is wrapped around making sure this child... They don't care about that. They pulling teeth. They don't care nobody. They could have been in the delivery room. Let's be honest. Let's talk about multiple jobs. But the default isn't for black women to go out and work a million jobs either. And I do have to agree that we will get more resources because we have the children and we're typically the primary caregivers. But Mm -hmm. I also do agree that as a man, if you don't have, you know, if you're not the primary custodian of children, that, you know, you should be working more than 40 hours a week. Like, why would you? Like, you should be grinding. You know what I mean? You have a lot more downtime and a lot more available hours, not necessarily 16 hours a day, but put it in <laughs> while you are, you know, single Girl, and I'm don't have with to Koja. be the primary Koja said, take your ass to work. 16 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, that's a look crazy. Look crazy. PS5 first, even if their children don't have a PS5 for Christmas, because they're selfish. And a lot of men that was in the homes, like, they, you know, they talk about the big piece of chicken, but it ain't just a big piece of chicken. They felt like they supposed to create them most of the money for themselves. And then their children could get whatever left. The only reason the children got lights and water and rent is because they resided in the home. If they didn't reside in the home with them, they wouldn't even get that. Jesus. So, yeah. you know, they, and most people don't really appreciate what their parents did until you become a parent. I didn't really know the full strength of what my mom did. But I don't believe that. I, I, know women, I know women do, but when you got groups like the Manosphere and a lot of the way black men speak, because it's a lot of them think because like... Because they it. haven't had to. Because they haven't had to be a mom, they don't okay. really know what... A, when I, Even when, when they mom, grow up, they don't appreciate what this... They don't. Look. It's different when you have to walk in the shoes. You're okay. like, I didn't really appreciate that. My mama cooked every night. Mm-hmm. Mama cooked every night, huh? Well, I, I'm just saying, like, y'all don't want them in the home, so why would they appreciate, like, what mothers contribute if they ain't in the home? They don't know what the hell y'all mm-hmm. doing. And then, especially yeah. if you a Hot Pocket mom and all you doing is heating up Hot Pockets and Crust Blue and shit. <laughs> um, you better take this Hot Pocket and love it, baby. You better take this peanut butter and jelly. Listen, uh, Tostino's Pizza Rolls and shit. Yeah, you, you doing mm-hmm. that much work and then these damn boys still can't read um the the black boys are failing and like come on honey oh child you you really doing some shit there honey listen damn child ain't seen a vegetable since a vegetable <laughs> listen damn children just fucked up out here i don't cook meals i don't do that shit I know that's right. I appreciate that, but I and I just went to the um, other day. My mom was going to Georgia, and I had to do her hair. Mm-hmm. I had to do her hair and my daughter hair. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, I need to get man." I, she, my mama had at least three girls in the home at a time who had she had to do on the weekend. I was like, "Shit, I'm glad I had some boys because I wouldn't like to have to do this." Okay. All weekend, you know, before we could afford to go to the salons and stuff, when mamas had to comb their hair themselves and braid it down themselves and wash it themselves. So I didn't really know how. I was like, man, I wouldn't wanted to do this. God, thank you for giving me those three boys. I complained <laughs> about the barbershop, but I wouldn't, and I really didn't appreciate how much she did on her weekend off. When she wasn't hustling on the weekend, when I say hustling, I mean the good hustling. We, my mom used to do stuff like, we from the country, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of city people in my Fort Lauderdale and Miami that was still like country food. So mm-hmm. she would take like they used to keep, our area is known for rabbits. They say the football players so fast from here because they chase the rabbits in the cane field. So she would take rabbits and um mudfish into Fort Lauderdale and sell them on the weekends. So she had a legal hustle. Mm-hmm. 
and stuff like sugar cane and sell to the city folks. But when she wasn't doing that, she was combing our hair and her weekends was pretty much with us. And the men don't really ever step into a mother role to have to do those things so they don't appreciate those things. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. So men never can ever grasp the fullness of what women do. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they, unless they become a single dad. Now, I have dated mm-hmm. two guys that were single dads. Okay. And um, so they may understand because one of the mamas got locked out. She left the country. She left the country to go to Egypt. And her passport needed to be renewed. So she had to pay. And he even set up for a reduced amount because he used the money for his son prom. She had to pay a certain amount, I think like four grand or something to get back in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, But some men do get it who the ones who have to do it on their own. It's some out there, but I'm not going to say that's the majority of them. Yeah. But then, okay, so I'm trying to think like literally growing up with uh my sisters and brothers, my single mom, Um, I don't know what I missed out on. Like, you know, when they say that it's essential to have, you know, a father in the home, I don't understand, like, like what is the key thing that the other kids are getting that the kids who don't have, you know, especially the black men, you know? It could work out better if he was a productive person in the home. You mean financially? If they were productive in the home. Like, if I'm in the kitchen cooking, he could mm-hmm. be helping the kids with the homework. Whereas, if you're the single parent, you have to be trying to cook and do the homework or wait till you finish cooking to do the homework. Mm-hmm. And if one of y'all, the kids got after school, Sports, one could be picking the kids up while the other one at home doing whatever. If they, but I don't even think that dads in the home functioning that way. I could see where it could be productive then. And if they were a good role models to model to girls, hey, daddy, open the door for mommy. This is what you expect a man to do. Exactly. If they were doing that, but I don't think most of them, the ones that I know who did, had them. I ain't know no, that they had them. I don't think that they were doing that. I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> y'all that should be the default. Like you should have a productive partner. Um, it, I am telling you, I'm a little bewildered because like that is just not what I've seen. That's not what I model for my children. That's not what my husband did. Like I know that there's these discussions about the unequal division of labor in the home between men and women. And I can see that, especially when children are involved. I think that the majority of the labor may fall on the woman's shoulder in most instances, but I don't think that it's so much that it's 90% of the labor is falling on the woman's shoulders and, you know, 10% on the man's like literally in my home, because it's just me and my husband generally, um, you know, I don't have to clean every single day. I may clean two or three times a week, but um, he is out tending to the yard every single weekend. Um, He's going to make sure that I ain't lifting a trash bag. I ain't lifting bags coming from my car. He's, you know, tinkering, fixing different things around the home that need. It's not as if I do a whole, you know, 90% of what needs to be done in the home and he does 10%. But, you know, that is kind of the messaging that that's pushed. In addition, he is the stand like he sets a wonderful example of what a man should be as it relates to how a man should be treating a woman and like i said i have unyielding protection um from him so to me that is so normal that it's not i can't imagine speaking about it in this hypothetical sense that oh if a man was doing all of that but i know most men don't i expect most men to do that um i i agree with your sentiment but I think that you're going to end up if you if you in a relationship and you live with a man, there are going to be times where the things are going to be uneven. Sometimes you're going to end up doing more work around the home. Sometimes he is going to end up doing more work around the home. If you guys have a reciprocal um, relationship. I don't know many relationships to where it's always 50 50 or it's always even, especially around the house. 
Um, I, I just I don't agree. know. I don't know that. I don't know. Um, relationships. I agree. And I see Tabitha. She was saying it is ninety percent on the woman. I don't know how. If it's ninety percent like on said, the woman. Let me just say this real quick. If it's 90% on the woman, then the woman has failed to set proper boundaries of her expectations from what she expects in the home and what she requires when she's living with somebody. And did she probably vet the man that she's partnered with? But that's not what I've seen. Like I said, growing up, my dad did a lot of the cooking. My dad was the is a clean freak. My dad did our hair. My dad sold our clothes. My husband extremely active. The it was it was an unequal division of labor, and ninety percent was on his shoulders. So that's not always the case. Like yeah, in some instances, yes. But I agree with Danny. That's a very good point that you made. Like. Who did you choose as a partner? Like, what what yeah. role did you play in choosing this man as a partner and everything falling on your shoulders, baby? That ain't it. You gotta cook, clean, wash clothes, yeah, tend to the children, look after homework. All you plus, you gotta work no. too. Yeah. Um, you having them sweep, mop, cook, uh, wash the tub. <laughs> Girl, pick his drawers up that he didn't step out of. Girl, let, let me tell you something. Bring him a beer, cater to him, rub his feet after being on your feet for, for 16 hours. That ain't who's signing up for that? Not me. <laughs> Shout out to my brother the Roger Report. He says if a man doesn't love his child, the mother doesn't either. She wanted his baby because of his character. God damn it. You needed Ooh, a super chat for that. Mm. Come on through, Roger. Um, shout out to Big Truck. What's up, Big Truck? He says, marry before you carry or suffer the consequences. Amen to that. Um, because you you do have a lot of things that come more so out of single-parent households than you do two-parent households. And the fact of the matter is, it's not even comparable of uh, the successes and the non-success. It's not comparable. You don't, You can't even compare it wholeheartedly agree um uh you know i, I would say uh oh <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna say literally and i've talked about this before i am the person who does the regular cleaning my husband cooks better than me and he cleans better than me he put an elbow grease in he lifting the microwave moving the stove moving baby i ain't doing all of that my, my cleaning gonna take 30 minutes his is going to be a two-hour job so i, I mean like it, it's just I, I wouldn't say that um i can't i can't honestly say that you know most of the division of labor falls onto my plate even though i work outside the home and he works outside the home too and y'all know you know i've worked multiple jobs because i like to shop and that's just what it is but um i i wouldn't I, i'm like if i'm being honest i can't rightfully say that you know i do almost everything in the house and he lays back and does absolutely nothing and anytime i say i don't know he he tell me to sit down sit down we ain't got to read your sandwiches it's leftovers in there sit down you know oh, baby i'm a cook listen so that part. You know. um yeah uh shout out to faith what's up faith she says it's supposed to be a team effort and sometimes the wife has to be jordan and the husband is scotty it depends on who is the best person for that job that is mm -hmm. absolutely correct because sometimes it, it, you know things that end up being switched up in the home even though we like a more traditional our our home brand and more of a traditional mm -hmm. style um sometimes the husband is gonna have to make sure dinner is ready like i 
I do the show on Monday. We do the shows Mondays and Wednesdays now. Um, some Mondays I won't cook. It, it depends on how my day is ran. But some Mondays, uh, Kerlin will cook. Uh, some Wednesdays, Wednesdays is actually our cheat day. So we order out on Wednesdays. But, you know, um, sometimes the husband does have to be in charge. And sometimes, you know, yeah. it, 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 you it, have it, to have a balance. Absolutely. And I, I'm the same way. And the thing is, I, I typically, I'm going to cook before I start the show. But if I don't, it's okay. And I'm gonna t- like, I don't do nothing with our yard. Our yard is a third of a acre it take it's a beast to freaking um mow the lawn out there rake up all those leaves picking up branches trimming the hedges he out there gardening planting this and planting that repotting it baby look don't, I, don't, I don't have a man that sit back on his behind i'm sorry for those that that's all they've seen as an example of manhood baby i really feel bad for you but that's not all men oh okay let's continue Guy named Percy, I'm the only two. That's why when that guy I don't know talking about his name with Percy, I was calling him PJ. But um, I don't really know, but maybe two or three good men. And even within my family, I had a family member. He was in the home with his kids and his wife, but he was very selfish and childlike. And he got before the kids got, you know, he had to have his his, his toys mm-hmm. and first his toys first. He was there. Well, he was a perpetual kind of perpetual child. He liked his comic books and his bubble gum. You know, his older generation and yeah. his movies. And when video camera came out, he liked that stuff. But um, it wasn't. Um, when they had moved down here, it was like this is the first time we ever had school clothes. You know, school he married to a white woman, so he had married a white woman. But it was like this is the first time we ever had school clothes. He saw my mama doing it and stuff, so he had to do it too because this is what they did. But they was his, his wife told him this is the first time they had ever had school clothes. And we they divorced now, but we still talk to the wife and everything and stuff. So mm-hmm. but um yeah, so some men are selfish, even if they're in the home, they still put themselves first. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I've been hearing a lot of because I even remember uh Beyonce saying like um it made her become this big star because she was always reaching. For, she always wanted her dad to say, um, good job, or I'm satisfied with what you're doing, or you did it. But she said he would never give her that. You know what I'm saying? Like, out of all of the stuff she accomplished, the dude was just like pushing her, pushing her, pushing her, but she, he never gave her any type of validation or anything like that. And it's just like, what's the, what's the point of I think that's really interesting too, seeing that Beyonce on her first album has a song dedicated to her daddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've told you before that uh, me and my husband have had the conversation because he was of the belief that, you know, he want to give his children undying love. And we think about like those men who push their children to no end and the fact that they get absolutely no acknowledgement and they're viewed as monsters. If you look at and their relationships with their children are often fractured. You look at a Serena, you look at, you know, Michael Jackson, you look at you like it's all of these people and it's like, oh, wow, you know, they will be like, oh, my dad pushed me too hard and this that and the other but if dad had not have pushed you and i'm not saying it's ever okay to abuse children it's never okay and and you should absolutely be making sure that your children understand how proud you are of them but um without that them pushing you would you have been the superstar that you are today and if you could forego them pushing you and just receive their unyielding undying love and forego you being reaching the the same level of success that you've been able to attain would you you know it's kind of like ooh, that's a hard question to ask i wouldn't want to be put in that position but yeah it's it's interesting yeah very 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 interesting what did you think about Koja's comment um, as far as her not knowing a lot of good black men? What did you think of that? I thought that was really interesting. Too. Wait, she said she don't know a lot of good black men? No, she said she knows like two or three good black men. Like two or I three. I find that to be very interesting. I'm going to tell you something like... 
I listened to Cynthia G one day and she was talking about, you know, her dad and boyfriend that she dated and multiple different boyfriends that she dated and just her experience with black men. And it was like all bad. I can't even fathom what that's like because literally I have four brothers and they um, are, are, are good men. I, I've dated men like, and I'm a, like, that's not to say that men that I've dated don't have the issues that I would say I would characterize as a character flaw. They were not perfect by far, but men of good character. You know what I mean? Men that if I called at any time of day or night, they would be there for me. Men that, you know, um, just were really solid dudes that, you know, and, and, you know, when I think about like my husband, my dad, like I, that's that's what I've had and that's what I've been surrounded by. It's the, it's the opposite for me. I know very few like horrible black yeah. people, like pieces of, you know what? I can count Thanks. on um, and not to say that I've never heard of a, a, a fucked up black man or, um, you know, I'm not going to sit over here and say that every all black men are just great and they don't do anything of wrong. I would, I'm, I'm not saying that either, but, um, the majority of men that I knew were in their father's life. Um, when we moved to our neighborhood, when I moved from New York to Mississippi and we moved into our house, the first house that we had, um, our neighborhood was full of fathers and two parent households. And don't get me wrong. I think the majority of those children did turn out pretty good. We did have a few, it was a girl that I went to school with that ended up being arrested for, she murdered a girl, a uh, road rage incident. But outside of her, I don't, you know, even following that back and, and thinking about those people that I grew up with, most of those people actually turned out to be productive members of society. Um, we didn't ha see a lot of cop cars on my street at that period of time because, you know, gentrification, honey, and white flight. Um, but we didn't see a lot of crime when I was growing up and it was a safe neighborhood and the fathers were present. And most of those kids turned out fine. Most of them. So I don't know. Yeah, like I said, that was, I mean, you know, there were people on my block that didn't have a father in the home, like growing up, you know, there were kids that didn't have a father in the home. But I mean, I guess when I think about like my, like I have a very large family. Like I said, my mom had 10 kids. My grandma had eight kids. Like I have a large family. I have so many cousins. Um, when I think about my circle and, you know, and my friends, um, the majority had a dad in their life. Um, and no, no, well, they had a dad in their life. That does not mean that there was a dad in the home, but yeah. majority, overwhelming majority of the people that I knew growing up and the people in my family had their dad in their life. I will say that. Um, like I said, that don't mean that I don't know some men that aren't pieces of crap. Um, cause I do. Uh, but it's just, just simply not the majority is that, you know, it's not the majority. Yep. Let's continue. Yeah. Oh, I wonder, I wonder how. When men get something out of their children, getting something, he was benefiting from Beyonce's success. His the dad was, but you know he was if he would cheat now, Beyonce mama he would cheat way back then, especially when everything was hard and strong and didn't need no help. And he was young and vi viral, viral. That's true. You know he that Beyonce saw some things that she too polite to talk about that happened in that household. Mm -hmm. 
So that's all that's like, I, I don't even think it's anything for kids or girls or anybody to feel like they're missing out on. Like even uh, a situation that you would think like, oh my gosh, she's so lucky that she got a dad and I don't, I don't, I don't, I really cannot tell you anything that I missed out on uh, with my childhood. Besides somebody really screaming and telling me, pick this up, do this. I'm going to work. I can't even imagine a big, strong man. I was such a fragile little girl. I can't even imagine a big, strong man taking a belt and striking me. Like that is scary they to tell me. me I'm trying to figure out again, why is there such a, um, a, a leap to, mm-hmm. like I said, to, to villainize men being in the homes now. Like, why are you trying to villainize men that actually yeah. step up and take care and handle business? Like, what the hell? Girl, she's talking about taking a belt. My daddy has never spanked me. Never. Not one time. I don't even remember my daddy raising his voice at me. Like, my daddy, man, listen. And I'm going to tell you something. My husband, he don't believe in spanking kids. He didn't spank his kid. His idea of punishment is lecturing you for two hours. His daughters have literally oh, said, God, Daddy, I was serious for real. Because <laughs> the lectures was just too long. <laughs> at least it would have been over with. But, like, literally, I don't know, like, men that's beating their kids. Like, all my brother's biggest head. She makes sound like, like they doing, like, that's a half MW on these damn chairs. Like, oh, you ain't clean your room? (laughs) (laughs) The mamas in most instances, and even in my home, like, we the disciplinarians, you know what I mean? Like, dad's beating kids. They're usually like, even my ex, he was level-headed. Like, oh, you know, she she ain't gonna do it again. You know, type, I'd be like, "Uh uh-huh. You know, so that's just, yeah. Uh, Oh, gosh. Primetime VA, yes. Um, When I was a little girl, and then they used to have this wrestler named Mala or Kamala or something. And he used to scare the shit out of me. And so I stopped then when I was little because he was so scary to me. But yeah, I did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, she like you gonna jump off the top rope on them damn kids. That's what, they, that's what the dads is doing. Girl, I am good on this stream. Uh, um, I think so too. It's getting redundant. I think, you know, it's interesting. But you know, the one thing I did want to ask really quick, like if what do you think that she's missing out on by not having a dad in the home? Because she keeps saying, like, I still don't know what I was missing out on by not having a dad in the home. I I, I just, you know, aside like what I can't imagine a man put uh holding a belt up to me and yada yada yada. So being that you had a dad in the home, what would you say, if anything, what's a couple of things that you would say she one would miss out on by not having a dad in the home? Um, my father, my grandfather and father, uh, stepfather and, you know, like I did stuff with my dad, but um, learning how to fish. And when I was uh, seven years old, we had a boat. Um, so don't and, and this is crazy because we lived in the projects but we did have a boat and we would go out to uh the hudson river and my granddaddy would let me drive the boat or whatever um fishing learning about different animals um being loved on and telling telling encouraged um having fun you know doing just different things and watching the interaction watching my mother and grandmother being loved on the right way mm-hmm. and um seeing my mom and stepfather having good laughs and watching my grandmother and grandfather uh enjoying each other and jones jones and each other um watch seeing that they had very loving relationships um it, it teaches you how to have loving relationships and healthy relationships with men i saw really good examples of healthy relationships um when my mother and stepfather were together and they got ended up being divorced and i you know that a lot of that was on my mom i do believe but 
I saw actually really, really good examples of how women should be treated and how, how women should be loved on. Um, but I watched my mom serve my stepfather and treat him like a man. I saw her be a good homemaker. I saw him be a good provider. Um, the Christmases and waking up and they didn't spent all night putting together bicycles and shelves and shit. Um, just so I would have it and somebody having my back, like when I would skip school and get caught doing some bullshit and my stepfather being like, nah, chill, you know, kids gonna be kids or whatever, whatever, you know, it, it was, um, a lot of things that I think, um, just a good, uh, familiar structure does offer a child when it's balanced and you ain't deal with no dealing with no crazed maniac, but my mother didn't pick out a crazed maniac, um, to help parent me, um, to parent me and neither did my grandmother. Um, so, you know, I feel like I, I grew up with a balanced dynamic and that balanced dynamic really helped shape me and mold me into the woman that I am today. But I, I, I just feel like it was a really good balance and, um, the structure, our homes, you know, I had a bedtime and I was in plays and, you know, I was supported like that. Or, you know, when I graduated and my father came down and everybody celebrated me. Um, yeah, I, I think that men are just really beneficial in the home. Like we never went through a whole lot of dangerous situations. Matter of fact, I'll tell you one. Before we moved into our house and how we ended up moving so fast, my mom's car got stolen when we were staying in these apartments. And when my mom's car got stolen, my stepfather was like, oh, hell no, nah, we out. Um, It's too much going on. And so he moved us into a a, a, a middle class neighborhood. Now, it wasn't upper middle class. It was regular uh folks that went to work every day and, you know, pay their bills and, you know, but we moved and he was very instrumental in making sure that that happened. Um, when Curlin and I got together, uh, Curlin was like, nah, we gonna do this. And, and he made shit happen. And, you know, I, I've, I've been able to show my son examples of how men should treat women and even with dealing with his father. So I, I feel like men are very beneficial. Thank you. No, I agree with all of those things. Um, literally, like I said, I've always been a daddy's girl. Like my, oh my gosh, I've, uh, there was there's so many things. That, my dad was the first man to give me flowers, the first person to tell me yes. I was beautiful. He was the you know first man to protect me and to hug me and tell me everything was going to be okay. Like literally, just a shining example of what manhood is, of how a man is supposed to treat me, of uh, you know what not to set of, of you know what to expect and what what um things to enforce as it relates to allowing men in my life like literally everything at all of my standards in one way or another um uh are related to who my father was to me so i i really think like the the benefits are endless even as an adult you know there are still dope benefits that i receive from you know my dad being in my life like i can't imagine not having my dad in my life and how empty of a void that would make like I think that that would result in me absolutely having daddy issues and, and, and having a hard time navigating this world, navigating dating and relationships. If I did not have an example of what a man is supposed to be. 
Yeah. Um, shout out to DJ Knopf. He says, I can admit that the women I get along with or happen to be more attracted to all have good relationships with their fathers. Um, I do think that relationships with your fathers do help you better navigate men in dating and mating, especially when you have your fathers around to vet the men that you uh, tend to date and mate with. Um, good cycles start good cycles. So, you know, when you continue having a good cycle and your children are able to see examples of that, they tend to uh, carry those same practices into their homes. And so, I, you know, I, I think that's dope. So, yeah. Um, girl, I don't have anything else. Uh, me either. Um, I think that that was a good review. Um, absolutely. I enjoyed reviewing it. I think that it was very interesting <laughs> to see the mindset and see where some of the thought process and ideologies come from. And yeah, it was good. Um, I don't have anything else either. All right. Um, well, shout out our, uh, you ready to end it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to those who uh, super chatted us. We definitely appreciate y'all. And thank you to the chat for rocking with us and um, yeah, um, also dialoguing regarding the, the context of the uh, conversation and the stream that we reviewed. All right. Well, shout out to everybody who came through. Definitely, definitely appreciate y'all. Um, I definitely want you guys to stay tuned. We got some things on the menu. Um, so we'll see you guys on the next one. We're out. Peace.